You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver. What the hell is that? Podcast. Well, Thursday's come and gone because uh, we're recording this in the evening, so little little behind the scenes you know thing of how right hi it's the pittsburgh power driver podcast we are online and coming to your ear hole direct from whatever the hell platform you listen to us on hopefully it's good and you do uh joy in your ear hole from us doing speaky talky things uh before we get into the uh the meat and potatoes the nitty-gritty and the spamaroni of the episode um, as many of you may or may not know, probably will know now by the time this gets posted and, uh, and you're listening to it. We lost two this week. We lost Terry Funk and we lost Wyndham Rotunda, known in WWE as Bray Wyatt. Um, I'm sure more news will come on Bray as time goes on. Uh, that was something that just happened recently. But uh, yeah, the P3 would like to get send condolences to both family friends of Terry Funk and of Wyndham Rotunda, um, it's always a shame whenever we, it's always a shame whenever we lose a great entertainer, um, especially in the wrestling world that we all love so much. So it's a, it's a sad time for us, but uh, you know, they're legends in their own right. And, uh, and we'll get into to a little bit more of that a little bit later, but right off the, right off the rip, just wanted to extend our condolences to both, uh, both the loved ones and the friends of Terry Funk and uh and Wyndham Rotunda but we got a super show for you here this evening today whenever you're listening to this it's a super show because it's gonna be big we got big oh puberty we've got all in picks to pick picks to pick 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 picks to pick and uh and it's a big fat flopping card so it's gonna be uh probably a big old uh big old chonky episode and uh just like my cats, I love a big old chunky episode. So let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to do talky things about wrestle poos and all that good stuff. I am Ransom the Madman, and I am joined by the 75% better portion of the Pittsburgh Power Driver podcast. That 75% portion being Tiger Bomb Tom, Beef the Legend, and Poot the Bard. Yeah! So we're going to do talks. We're going to do things before we get into picks. Real fat farting flipping quick. I just have a question. This is rumor control. And I want to talk about this first. Please don't diverge topics because I will pitch a hissy fit. Let's just, let's just stay in the lane that, that, we're, that I'm driving us into and trust that I will guide us to the promised land. Edge's WWE contract is running out. September, I believe. There's been many a rumor and speculation on the interwebs about what he's going to do, what he's not going to do. I guess just recently he released uh, Twitter, Twick, Twitch, X, X-Men, X-Men uh, video stating that, you know, he doesn't know what he's going to do. There's no hard feelings between him and WWE. He's got a contract extension sitting in his inbox waiting for him. He just doesn't know what he's going to do. But a lot of the rumors going on out there seem to be people thinking, well, He's done everything he can do in WWE. He's already a Hall of Famer. 
maybe just maybe he would want to finish out his career working with his best friend and on-screen brother, Christian, who happens to be at a different promotion. So I kind of want to gauge your guys' thoughts on it. Is it just unsubstantiated rumor? Do you think it could possibly happen where he just kind of finishes things out there with, with Christian and they're, you know, buds again and they do fun time things or, uh, or is he just going to be done? You know, like he had a nice farewell on Friday. He's just going to be done. He's going to retire on his own terms. And this whole AEW speculation is just internet darlings being darlingy, internet-y, doofinky doofuses. Now, I do want to hear from each of you, however, as the good teacher sitting at the top of the classroom, I'm going to call on you, and we're going to start out first with the man, the myth, the beef, the legend. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, you know, what? one of my buddies... Like swears up and down that Edge is a life for a WWE, um, much akin to the Undertaker, um, and and like I get that vibe, but also like I feel like Edge has gas in the tank. Edge knows he has gas in the tank, and I think that the C of AEW is intriguing to him. Uh, obviously, working with uh, Jay Riso would be a huge thing for him. Um, uh, it'd be weird to see him not be Edge. Uh, you know, it, it'd be weird to see him as Adam Copeland or Sexton Hardcastle or whatever he wants to call himself. Uh, I'm fine with whatever, but like, it would just be weird if he's not Edge. Um, that said. I feel like there's way too much opportunity over there. Like, you know, think about the matchups you could have. You know, like, uh, you know, Edge and Joe, Edge and Punk, Edge and Omega, Edge and fucking Jay White. Um, you know, the list goes on. Why not? Like, if, if I'm Edge, what do I have to lose? You know, it's not like Vince is going to call him and be like, hey, yep, yep, nope, give me, your, give, give me your Hall of Fame ring back. You, 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 can't, you can't be Hall of Famer if you work for AEW. Uh, I mean, I, I I think I think it's worth a shot. I think he right now is very. Um, I think I think he's definitely in a place of like very confusing times. He he literally doesn't know. Like I'm sure WWE is probably giving him a big fat highball offer, and like they want because because they know that he could go to AEW, draw a lot of money, draw a lot of fucking eyes. And be be a draw for them. So Vince is like, let's try to keep this guy. So I'm sure they probably gave him a big fat contract. I just don't know that that's something that he needs or wants. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, so my gut tells me he'll probably end up in AEW. Much to the chagrin of my uh, my boy, but like it happens. Uh, you know, uh, people all the time, you know, Punk for a lot of people was a WWE lifer until he wasn't. You know, uh, Daniel Bryan was another one. Brian Danielson obviously got his name big in WWE. So, I mean, yes, it, it does happen. Um, I think I think it'd be I, I think it'd be intriguing. Um, but again, it, it depends on how much gas he has left. And I think he's the only one that knows the answer to that question. Uh, resident Bardman. 
How do you feel about this? What do you think? Well, I, I'm, I'm on the same page as Beef. Like, I, when I first heard about the rumors of Edge going to AEW, I thought to myself, I was like, no fucking way. Come on, the internet, get over it. Um, <laughs> but, but the the more that I saw, not just like like offbeat Facebook fan pages or, you know, less than reputable like dirt sheet websites doing it. When, when I started seeing like cultaholic report on it and when I started seeing like, um, you know, more no, like like going in raw, like Steven Larson reporting on it and like, you know, I'm like, OK, all right, maybe there's maybe there's something to look at here. Let's let's assess this. And I'm kind of right there with beef in the sense that like he does have stuff left in the tank. I think him coming back and being able to deliver uh, at the, in my opinion, appropriate level for someone, not only of his, his, his senior, but of someone who has been through the ringer surgery wise, uh, match wise. If you look at his match history, it's a swath of violence and brutality. Like, I mean, you yes. know, I went back and watched, um, the, the, uh, the, the hardcore match that he had with Mick Foley. That is a masterstroke. That 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 match is so fun. You talking um, about the WrestleMania one with uh, the, the flaming the table. table on yeah. yeah, the flaming table. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, okay. I mean, not to mention any of the TLC matches or anything like that. Like, and and I mean, even his 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 goes on on grander stages. Oh. Like, I mean, in WWE, I mean, there's it wasn't there a shirt or a post that said, you know. Uh, I've won it all, done it all, like 20, you know, 25 years, I, won it all, done it all, or whatever it is. I, I have that shirt. Yeah. like One of them. One of them. The first the first iteration of it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that I think the only thing that we keep Edge being a WWE lifer is having one, one stretch of like, of like a legacy like and beef said he said it perfectly with the undertaker like that i could not imagine undertaker leaving to go anywhere else it's just not a thing like if he was still kicking you know and still you know being able to put being able to put on matches of the caliber that he had uh, and tell the stories that he did I couldn't imagine him going to AEW. I couldn't imagine him going to New Japan. I couldn't imagine him doing that. Now, obviously, before he was The Undertaker, yeah, okay. Like, you know, when he was, you know, the, you know, the Amazing Red or whatever the fuck. Um, the, like, like that, I like I could, sure. But, like, when he became The Undertaker, it was like, this is his legacy. This is what he leaves. And I'm sure that Edge thinks about that is, like, you know, when you are in the twilight of your career, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay safe? Do you want to, you know, kind of ride off into the sunset and go and, and you know, look back upon your works, you know, and, and be like, this was good. Or do you, st or does he, is the drive to constantly reinvent, reinvigorate uh, and, and reestablish himself um, is that strong enough to go to AEW? And I mean, you think about like beef mentioned all the singles matches, but fuck man, if he teams back up with Christian, I mean, it's right fucking there. It's uh, edge and Christian versus the Hardys. 
it wouldn't be the the fucking star-studded shit they did before, but it's there. You know, and I think those guys know each other well enough and are professional enough and and have buried all of the hatchets to actually make it entertaining while still being able to hide their weaknesses and and, you know, show their strengths. Um I'd pop- Pretty hard for Edge and Christian versus the Bucks. Oh, Edge and Christian versus Edge and Christian versus FTR. Uh, Edge and Christian versus the House of Black. Just imagine them coming out doing the Brood thing or something esque, like Brood esque. You know what I mean? Against House of Black, them versus the Lucha Bros. Like it, 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 it writes itself. And if Edge has that drive and he, if he's got the tread left on the tires, I would love to see him go to AEW. I would love to see him still being willing and and also impart the wisdom that he has to the younger talent you know and to give them a little more credence because short of punk and i'm not trying to start a fire here punk has done good things for AEW. all things all things on the table but but AEW has done a really good job using legends really their track record for it it's not completely 100 stellar and shiny but they've done a wonderful job of using these veterans in appropriate fucking ways. Um, I, I, I think it would be a boon for AEW. I think it would give even more credence to, to, to AEW. And I, I would love to see it. Now, to answer the original question, do I think Edge is going to go? I'm leaning 60-40 yes. I think he will. I think Christian has gotten in his ear. I think he sees the, 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 the good creativity and wanting to be part of that. And also maybe seeing some of the problems that are, that are, have kind of developed over the years and going, how can I help make this better? That's the kind of guy that edge is. And I think it'd be good. The question is, would he be Adam Copeland or would he be Sexton Hardcastle? Or maybe, maybe, Maybe somehow he'll be Edge. Who what knows? about if what about if he approaches the guy from U2 and tries to get the, the edge for the edge? Oh. You know? Like how well, how smart would that be? That'd be fucking smart. That'd be fucking smart. Um, but I, only right, time now, will tell. Now, Tom, I didn't save you for last because you're least. I saved you for last on purpose because Generally, you can have a very salient opposing take from both Beef and Poot. And I'm curious to see if you feel the same way that they do here, or if you do have an opposing take on this. Look at MC Ransom doing things the smart way. I like it. I like it. Um, I, I feel like this is one of those situations where everybody wants to believe that he's going to go to AEW and the, and the internet darlings and everybody want to have their nostalgia pop and have a reunion of edge and Christian. Um, I'm not against that, but to me, um, edge doesn't really have anything else that he has to prove to me. Like I, like I've seen him do everything and I like I would have no problem if he decided that he's hanging it up 
I I think it's I think it's really a a 50-50 split. I don't I don't think it's more heavy towards yeah, he'll go that way because I remember I remember listening back to whenever Edge was forced to retire because of his neck injuries and stuff. And everybody, myself included, uh, you know, thought, well, that's it. We're never going to see him again. He's never he's never going to be inside a WWE ring again wrestling. And lo and behold, thankfully, with the the, you know, modern medicine, what it is and everything like that, we got, you know, we got, um, you know, another uh, another good uh, last couple of years with Edge in the WWE again. Um, and looking phenomenal and performing phenomenally and <clears throat> as always being able to tell great stories in the ring and everything like that. But I remember him saying that way back, way back then after the, you know, after the injury and stuff, he said, I remember him saying, I lived my dream. I don't want to be one of those guys that hangs around too long after, you know, my welcome I don't I don't want to wear out my welcome. I, I don't want to be one of those guys. So I really don't know. As far as do I think he'll go to AEW? I man, it's it's really it like I said, it's really a 50-50 shot because I think there's some other people that we thought that were WWE lifers, like a Mark Henry. Or like Big Show. Granted, they're not wrestling, but they're there in the company and they're involved and they're you know working in you know some sort of creative capacity or working with the talent and parting their wisdom and stuff like that. It surely would be beneficial for for somebody like Edge, who by all accounts has been lauded as one of the best in ring psychologists uh, by his peers. So it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing if he went to AEW. Do I think that he needs to be like in the ring if he goes to AEW? No, not necessarily. He could very much work a behind the scenes sort of thing, or he could work in like a managerial capacity and you could still, you could see him on screen or something like that, but I don't, I don't think he needs to be in there wrestling. I think that would probably be the expectation of him if he goes there, because immediately people's thoughts go to, you know, Edge and Christian teaming up and the Hardys are there. So let's, you know, let's, you know, get that nostalgia fix again. But man, I, I'm kind of in the mindset of I'm perfectly fine if he doesn't go because we got lucky in the fact that we got him back when we did for as long as we did just now um, that, you know, we, we got that, you know, a nice little last bit of a run out of him. I, I don't want to see him get hurt or anything like that. Um, but I, I think it's really a 50, 50 shot at this point. I it's, it's really, really hard to say. And that's just one of those things that, you know, edge is going to have to sit down with Beth and figure it out and talk it out. I mean, and it's, comes down to the dollars and cents too is you know is tony khan it, it i mean tony khan's got fuck you type of money i'm sure he'd be willing to throw you know a lot of money at the wall but at what cost you know if that's going to uh 
you know, there's younger talent out there that he could sign or, you know, possibly miss out on because he signs this, you know, uh, this, this wrestling legend here. So, I mean, it's, it's really too close to call at this point. It's just, it's just a wait and see sort of thing. Um, and, and, and with, and, and as far as the, you know, would he be Adam Copeland? Would he be Sexton Hardcastle? I, I, I would think if he goes to AEW, as as hilarious as it, was, as it would be for him to be Sexton Hardcastle, I think uh, I think he I think we'd see him with the Adam Copeland name. I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think there's any way that you get the the Edge moniker or anything like that because I guarantee you WWE has that like fucking tied up in so much legal red tape. There's like almost no way to undo it. I mean, fuck, look how long it took a look how long it took Cody to get his last name finally you know so that's my take you you make a wonderful point about the um you know being thankful to get the time that we got because yeah i mean you know fucking 10 years ago however long it's been um 15 probably you know we 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 thought that that was like that we saw you know the last match of edge and like we were all you know like much like with uh brian danielson like we were all like fuck this sucks you know, a career cut short too soon for, for a bright young superstar. Um, but yeah, man, we, we absolutely need to be thankful. I know his last run, the last couple years hasn't been perfect, but I think he's helped get a lot, a lot, a lot of young talent over. Well, that's the, that's the thing too, is like when he came back, I didn't think they were going to put a world title strap on him by any means, but I, he was definitely there to help get the younger talent over. So I feel like his, his run here in this last couple of years has been exactly what it needed to be. And yes. he hasn't, he hasn't looked sloppy at all or anything no. like that. Um, I, my, my concern is while again, you know, while it would be neat and it would be cool to you know to see him in AEW, uh, you know, and it'd be a big shock factor. Like, Holy fuck, there he goes! Although, although with the way the internet is, like everybody's speculating it, it almost makes it seem like it's a foregone conclusion. So you know the 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 pop of it, the surprise might not be as great as we expect. Um, but at the same time, like I kind of don't want him to go there and just like kind of have a meh sort of usage or anything like that. Like, like uh, we'll, we can, we can debate that later on or anything like that, but I, I don't know. No, I, I feel you. I, I, feel, I, I, I feel like, I feel like for, for all that he, uh, for all that he's done these last couple of years, in WWE, you know, that he, he definitely didn't, he didn't need titles. He was already over. So it's not like he had to get over anymore. Um, uh, judgment day booking aside with well, he's heel, but then they kick him out. And then it, it uh, that sort of weirdness that happened, but eventually turned into something kind of cool. That aside, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we got out of him. And I, I just, uh, whatever makes him happiest. That's all I'll say, you know? So uh, the, the one thing I'll say is I don't think, that everybody wants him to go to AEW. I, I, in fact, I think that it's probably a, a majority <coughs> that wants to see him either like finish on his terms, like he should have, you know, th- th- basically finish on his terms, or you know, just have 
rare appearance with the WWE and not tarnish his WWE reputation with an AEW appearance, that would be, you know, let, let's be honest, probably spotty at best. They'd probably hit him hard when he first comes in and then might fade away for a little bit. And I, 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 I have my reservations, but I think that there's enough really exciting things for him to do in AEW that I think would be exciting. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the majority of people want him to go to AW. I think that the, you know, some of the internet marks like myself, you are like, yeah, man, let's, let's fucking see it. Let's go. But like, I think, you know, um, again, I, I, I feel like a lot of people want him to kind of stay put and stay loyal to, uh, the fed ransom. What about your take? We haven't heard from you, buddy. And you're a big head, Jen. Like he is the edge head of the group. You're, I mean, I'm I'm a pretty big Edge fan too, but yeah, I, I, you know, Ran- Ransom's definitely an, an Edge guy through and through. So, what what do you think there, Pally boy? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm torn, kind of like all of us. Um, wh- whether he goes or not, I I have no idea. I have no prediction. I have no guess. I have no idea. Um, I agree with the statement of you know I wouldn't want him to tarnish his reputation or to see like the very last thing he does be lackluster and to kind of like fizzle out. Like I don't want him to go out with a whimper instead of going out with a scream. Uh, on the other hand, if we were to get some edge and Christian tag team action over an AEW, Oh man, with some of the teams that they have over there, the Bucks, um, Ray Phoenix, and uh, what's his name? Penta. Penta, those guys, the Bucks, um, FTR. I mean, hell, I think uh, a, a program between Edge and Christian and uh, um, no hell. It's glad we're picking AEW since I don't know jack shit about them. Um, the tag team champs, the Scissor Me Daddy. The Acclaimed. Man, a program between Edge and Christian and the Acclaimed, I think, would be more entertaining than technical. Oh. But I think the entertainment level of that would probably be off the charts. But then again, like, it's all about whether Tony's going to use him right. And I don't... I have this little... This little, like, Tony Ransom in the back of my head who's got his fear cap on... He's poking me and he's like, hey man, what if what if everybody turns on him? Like, what if he goes to AEW and they're excited for a cup of coffee? And then they're like, oh, another WWE has been being pushed by AEW. Like, we want the younger talent. We want like, why are you here? You're stealing the spotlight. What are you doing? I think I don't want that to happen. I don't think Edge will ever be considered a has been. I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think that as well, but like I'm I can see the AEW darlings, Kyle Stans, whatever they're called. Being like, oh, it's just another WWE guy that AEW is bringing in. Like, oh, look, you know, they're taking time away from homegrown talent to feature this guy on TV. We only have so much TV time. Why is he on TV? I just, yeah. I don't want, I don't want him to get any sort of like go away heat. You know, if oh, they're a yeah. heel team, Edge and Christian, fine. Like if they have Edge and Christian heat, fine. But if they have like, we don't want you here heat. I don't want that. I don't want him to go out like that. Fucking good heat. Like so it's five tough. second pose heat. Well, if the yeah. if 
get the stupid fucking heart, and you still get these stupid <laughs> fucking pops by all these fucking mouth breathers. <laughs> yeah, well, I that's think a good that point. They would, I, I think, but here, here's the thing, man. What they're doing with Christian right now is fucking top of the heat, man. Yeah, man. He wrestles, he wrestles once in a blue moon. He's a he's a mouthpiece for Luchasaurus, but he's walking around like he won the title. He's walking around acting like he's a champion. Like everything that Christian is doing right now at this moment is very, very good. And how they're treating him is very, very good. If they brought Edge in on a similar role, to kind of Tom's point here about him wrestling or not, if they brought Adam Copeland in as a guy who was on TV, but maybe like Sting, for example, wrestled maybe once every couple of months on Dynamite, but like when you saw the pay-per-views, you know that Adam Copeland was going to be there. Like, that's a smart way to play it. Tony yeah. Khan's a lot of things. He, he He's a rookie booker, but he gets it, man. He I, A fucking rooker, he if gets, you will. A rooker. Yeah, a Michael rooker, if you will. Um, he is... Oh. Um, oh, um, he, he, he's very much a rookie booker, but he also is a guy that understands business. And, you know, that's why Sting hasn't been overexposed. That's why Billy Gunn hasn't been overexposed. That's why, and that's why people still flock for them. He knows that he can use up a guy like Jeff Hardy to get the little pops here and there, you know, because he knows that Jeff Hardy's not going to be an investment in this future. A guy like Jay Riso wrestling fucking seven, eight times a year, he could be around for the next fucking 10 years, you know, like. Sting could be around for fucking two or three more years. This fucking shit that he's in, Jesus. But like, you know, what I'm saying like, so, so I think I think if they give Adam yeah. a sweetheart deal like that, I, you know, I, I think I think that they'd be okay. I I agree. I agree with your point. But so we're done. We're done with this. I'm gonna go thing, ahead and ha yes. I, I I gotta say something. I it was Tom or Poot said it about Ed Christian of the Hardys. By no means Me. that is Poot. By no means in any fucking parallel universe should the should the Hardys and Edge and Christian ever have a match where they are against each other ever again. No. It's not because I don't respect them. Absolutely. They fucking blazed away for some of the most incredible tag teams in the world. But right now, Jeff Hardy's an absolute shit show. Yeah. Yep. Edge yeah. has had his problems. Christian's had his problems. I don't want one of them having their career or worse ended by sloppy Jeff Hardy. Oh, you want to put the four of them on together in like uh, an eight-man team? You know, that's fine. That's cool. All right. Nostalgia. Ha ha. But by no means should we ever see Edge of Christians versus the fucking Hardys ever again. Well, and I and no. and that's the thing. That wasn't me sitting there pining, you know, for for right. it. that was me just going the amount of mouth breathers that, as Beef said, mouth breathers that would pop. Oh yeah, for it. Oh my god, yeah. But I I would hope that Jay and Adam would be like, no, 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 bro. Like we're we ain't doing no more ladder matches, man. Nope. No. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass the moderator torch over here to the legend himself. We have AEW All-In to pick. It's a stacked card. There's a lot of picks going down, and uh, only one man has the capacity to handle the insanity of this podcast when it comes to moderating picks. 
And that man is Beef the Legend. Beef, the floor is yours. Nice intro. I got I got the flux capacity even. Um, all right. So you so you've mentioned that a couple times that like, oh, that's a big card. Oh, that's a really big car parade. It was a big car. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty it's big card. Matches. It's it's eleven matches, but I mean like, you know, WrestleMania's before they did two nights were routinely eleven matches. So like and and, and especially since two of them are gonna be on the pre show, um I mean, this oh, well. is going to be a oh, p- pardon fucking me. Well, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of. <laughs> I'm taking the money back. back. I take back everything good I said. Tom, you handle it. You're better than than beef. He sucks. <laughs> hey, thanks. Back to my original job. Hurtful. Um, no, but like, I, so I think <laughs> that. Uh, and, and 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 here's the other thing wow. that I want to say before we get the picks. I think that everyone's like, oh my god, what terrible booking. Grr, 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 grr. All right, listen. Goodness. Go back and watch WrestleMania 1. Go back and watch WrestleMania 2. Go back and watch WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 1, the main event, the heavyweight title wasn't even defended. It was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Piper and Ordorff. They did their best to make a spectacle. And I think that that's what Tony, that, that, that is what Tony Khan has put together. Has he put together some fucking banger matches? Absolutely. But he's also put together some matches that were like, huh, all right. And and I think what it does is it is it it's if you remember in the early days of AEW, we always talked about how good they how good of a job that they did at kind of pivoting styles. Like no one match was the exact same as the last match. Like they did a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that that's what this card is going to be a lot of. I think that's this this card is going to be uh, a, a wrestling buffet. And I yeah I, I looking up and down the card, I don't think there's a bad match on it. Uh, are there things that would have done differently? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay not being at this match is a fucking crime. But yeah, I get it. And and rumor is they were fucking planning for Danielson versus Omega at at this, which would have been even bigger. But regardless, like, yes, absolutely would I have done different things, yes. But I, I think that they've kind of hit a spot where it's it's going to be a big, fun event with 90,000, you know, soccer hooligans chanting and singing. I think it's going to be something to behold, man. I, I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Will Ospreay um, is going to get the reception of a fucking lifetime. Yeah, man. Oh. The, 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 the real crime, the real fucking crime is Zack Sabre Jr. not being on this card. Um, but that's just that's that's just me being better. Okay, so before we run the before we run the matches, I'm going to uh, go through the standings very quickly. Tom currently leads with 75 points. Uh, followed by Jimmy with 74, our current Chooserweight champion, by 2A. Followed by Pat with 72. Uh, the log jam in third still continues, just not with me in there. Uh, we have Dave, Amber, and Ryuk at 70. Myself at 67. Ransom at 54. And Puda 46. Yeah! Loser weight champion! Don't, don't, get, don't get excited, Poot. Don't get excited. I couldn't even remember the name of the acclaimed. I am coming for that <laughs> spot. Don't even think that you're going to scoot away in this quarter being like, yeah, I got the big loser. Oh, I'm uh, going to no I'm, I'm I'm poot skadoot away with that win. 
no, no, you're not. Good, nope. dude. We can too. <laughs> good, nope. good news or bad news, depending on what side of the fence you're on. Um, just because of the way that things are falling, I think we're going to go ahead and include All Out and um, Payback next weekend as part of quarter three. Do so it. This is not. This is this. This is not the end. Oh, what's uh, the end? There's going to be a double header next, <laughs> next time. Um, and then, yeah, so, but, so, but, but, but with 11 matches, it's going to go a long fucking way. Uh, so, oh boy. Here are your matches. Listen up, slap nuts. I don't know why you bother going through them all. You have to repeat it anyway. I know. And I know. someone's going to ask, too, like me, because I have the memory of a goldfish. Okay, I forgive you. I mean, uh, just do it. You could just, I mean, we could just go through one at a time. It's 11 matches to go through beforehand, and then just to repeat them is a lot. So, I mean, that's fair. You know what? You have a point. All right, let's do it. Uh, on the pre show, we will have Aussie Open, which is Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis defending the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships against the Bromance of the Summer, MJF and Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Um, Ransom, go first. Reverse. Ha <laughs> ha. That's not how. Okay, fine. Reverse. Uh, reverse. Okay, Draw that's four. fine. I'll, I'll 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 take it. I'll 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 fall on the sword here. Um, I like. So, <laughs> this goes one of a couple of ways. Either MJF and Cole win this. In, like, the, the whole, like, you know, good friends, better allies, bitter enemies thing that has been done to death a little bit, but also is still fun. Um, and they and they have the, the Ring of Honor tag for a romp. I don't see it going down that way. Um, the other option is oh. that somehow, some way, some shit happens and one of them hits the other one. And that sparks a little bit of like a oh oh for the main event. Um, I like Aussie Open here. Um, they just won those titles at the whatever the last Ring of Honor event was. Uh, so this is pretty new. They're an awesome tag team. Get used to hearing the words Aussie Open because they're going to be showing up on uh, on on Dynamite or Collision very very soon. Um, but yeah, I I like Aussie Open here. I like him for seven points, and I like to hear what Poot has to think about it. Um, I I'm actually I I've thought about this, and uh, as I as I uh, watch the the re uh, the replay of uh, Dynamite from this week, I um, man, Aussie Open's so good. Man, Aussie Open yeah, is so man. good. Man, they're great. Um, the thing that I thought in my head long term was I'm like. MJF and Adam Cole win this. Adam Cole wins the belt. And then the thing is, MJF has to show, is he really Adam Cole's friend? Now they're carrying the belts. And, uh, you know, he's Adam Cole, Adam two belts. And they have to cooperate together. And they, they have to, he has to be happy for his friend. And like, they could go that route with it. Or like beef said, there's some chicanery where, um, MJF and Adam Cole, um, uh, have, uh, some kind of like miscommunication and that leads to more heat during the main event. And then that leaves it kind of open. But, um, for this, 
I'm actually going to go uh, one above on this. I think Aussie Open winning in in um, Wembley just makes sense. Plus, also, if MJF and Adam Cole win the row belts, they have to go and be on row. Um, and I don't see that happening. So that or they would have to at least be regulars on row. Um, not nothing against Ring of Honor, but like, yeah, I, I think Aussie Open retains here. Uh, one way or another. How many points would you like to put on? Oh that, yeah, so? eight. Sorry, I'm putting eight. <laughs> eight. He did say one above. So oh, okay. yeah, I said well, one above. Okay. Yeah, that okay. was that was okay. my bad. Sorry. I I didn't finish my thought there. Yo, good man. So eight Ransom? on Aussie Open. Oi, oi, oi. Uh, points total points we have eleven up to eleven up to eleven. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know how this is going to go down with with MJF and Cole. Like, I really don't. Um, but I don't know that it makes sense to put the belts on them, even if they are going to stay friends after the match. So I'm going to put 11 points on Aussie Open. Damn it, oh. Ransom. Oi, oi, oi. Well, much like my compadre here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm also putting 11 points on Aussie Open. Because I can't see I can't see a world in where, like Beef mentioned, that they just got those Ring of Honor uh, World Tag Team Champions uh, Championships. And I just I, I think it I think it makes for better storyline going into the main event with MJF and Adam Cole that they lose this match. And that way it builds some animosity. I mean, it's now I, I haven't. Obviously, you know, don't get to follow the weeklies or whatever. But I did listen to um, MJF on the the town hall that they had uh, on Busted Open. There you go, Ransom. There's your one reference there. There it is. Yeah. Um, well, because I don't have any other wrestling podcasts I listen to regularly, so I don't Fair know. Fair enough. Um, but uh, but it was actually really good. Um, and the more I listened to it the more I thought that it builds towards MJF turning on Adam Cole is if you listen to him, which it was, it was a good, it was a really great, you know, sit down with him and, and, you know, they kind of went through MJF getting the start of his career and everything like that, um, you know, and getting signed to AEW and everything like that and talking, you know, and he said, he's like, he's like, you know, people think about like, you know, when it comes to me and Adam Cole, he's like, they think like, oh yeah, you know, you know, uh, we hang out at TV and then that's it or whatever. He's like, no, this dude's my best friend. He's my brother, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Hmm." I'm like, is he just playing the part right now? Like I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. I really am because he's so damn good at being a fucking piss head asshole that everybody loves to hate. He's so, so damn good. He's better than you, and you know it. So I don't know how. I, I, I don't know how it's going to shake down later on, but I think for this match in particular, you got to have Aussie open retain and build the animosity towards the main events. Um, so yeah, 11 points, Aussie open. You heard it here. And, like, I can't wait to... Um talk about that match in earth because this match has been booked perfectly 
Uh, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to move on. Uh, Jack Perry defends the FTW title against Hook. Um, I'm a little shocked they didn't bring back RVD. Uh, especially seeing as they managed to, like, um, uh, uh, insert Christian into the card. I'm a little shocked that we didn't get the, the return of Rob Van Dam. But, you know, I, 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 I'm okay with this. Two young guys. I, I wish you were on the main card. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jack Perry defends the uh, title against Hook. It doesn't say it's FTW rules. I don't know if every FTW match is inherently FTW rules. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Pootski, what do you think? Yeah, hi, everyone. It's me, Future Poot. Uh, while I was editing the podcast, I realized I didn't have my microphone on whenever I did my pick for this. So, I picked Hook for five. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Ransom. Hmm. Hell, I don't know. Um. <sighs> How long has he had that belt? Mm. It's a bit a minute. Mm, like a month, maybe. Ooh. Uh. I don't have any other reason other than I think it's too soon to hotshot it. Um, so I'm going to go Jack Perry for three. All right. Uh, Tom. Yeah, this is also one that I'm not super sure on how they would do it. Because I feel like... <sighs> on one hand, Ransom's right. Like, it'd be too soon to hot potato that. But... <sighs> And I say this in regards to the other titles in AEW that hold a little bit more weight. It is only the FTW championship. You know what I mean? It's, it's not the world championship. It's not the trios championships, not the tag titles. It's not even the fucking all Atlantic or what, what are they calling it now? The, the international, what the hell do they call that now? The international, international yeah, the international yeah, yeah. championship. Yeah. I mean, fuck, they they hot potatoed the TNT title, you know, within like. What fuck, what was that? Um, oh, my God, I can't even think now. Wardload wanted then fucking. Powerhouse Hobbs wanted or, or whatever. I, I can't remember, but I but I remember uh, there Ricky was Stark had it for a while. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying there was a point where they literally hot potatoed it like within a period of like 24 to 48 hours, did they not? Or a week mm. or something like that. There, there was something where Wardlow had it, then it went missing, then Hobbs beat him for it or something. Did they? Did they not? I mean, I know I'm not living a fever that, dream. That, yeah, no, no, that 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 sounds about right. So, I don't know. This this is this kind of. This is going to seem like a very unrelated question, but it is in my mind, and I'll tell you why in a second. Are the Aussie Open heels or faces? Heels. All right, then I'm going... Uh, then I'm going to go hook for four points. Got to have that 50-50 booking, man. Even on the pre-show. I Okay, so... um. I believe that 
kind of the inverse of Poot here. I think that Hook is now a big enough deal and will be a big enough deal that he can eat some pins. This heel turn from Jack Perry is still very new. And it's still in its burgeoning phase. Um, I think that there are going to be some titles that change hands on a hot shot. Uh, on on this card, not to put too fine of a point on it. I don't think that this is going to be one of them. I think that Jack Perry needs this win to stay strong as a heel. Um, I think that you want him to continue his like bad guy persona. And I I I I don't know how you do it with making Hulk look strong again. That's gonna be tough. Um, and, and it may just be that Hook eats a clean pin, and that's that. But I, but I don't believe that. Would not shock me if we see some sort of other interference. Hell, I would pop like hell if we saw Taz come down and cost his son the title. I think that that would be something interesting. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I like Jack Perry here. Give me Jack Perry four points. Darby Allen and Sting take on Swerve Strickland and AR Fox. Oh wait, no, 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 it, it's Christian Cage. Um, yeah, I don't. I I'm I'm pretty pissed because like so AR Fox not even. I think it was, I think it was at the last row event. Uh, AR Fox turned heel. And join the Mogul Embassy. And I'm like, man, what a fit. Like, him and Swerve and Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. I'm like, this is a good stable. And boy, can he place. go. Boy, can and he go. A, and what a great place for AR Fox to be. Like, the dude doesn't have much of a character, but Swerve has character in spades. Like, let those two pal around. I, yeah, I, so, so I was bombed last night, and, and I, I don't think, well... It's not my pick, so I'm not gonna go into it. That's but anyway, I'm 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 a little upset that they that they took um yeah, AR Fox why, out. But why did Christian they do Cage. that? I'll I'll talk about it. Uh it's Ransom's pick though. I'm I'm not gonna step on the man's toes. I have no idea what's happening. What what is this match again? Say it again. Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, sorry, it's uh, it's Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and um Christian Cage in a coffin match. Tag team coffin match. Uh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay, well, you know what they say. Three points. <laughs> I think you already used Ah, uh, yes, that there. old chestnut. Three points. You did, you did use the three points, and, you oh. know, you, you have to pick a winner. Like, that's important. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for uh, for four, I guess. <laughs> for you know? okay, four, for whom? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, pick a winner. Well, uh, you know, the uh, probably the uh, the audience the team that wins. <laughs> TBD. Let's, uh, let's go with the uh, let's go with the winners for uh, for four points. Look at this uh, guy yeah. jumping through loopholes. <laughs> hey, go, with, go with TBD. I got idea. Go with TBD. No, it's not even a reliable thing. Um, 
Fucking hell. Um, <coughs> Darby <coughs> Allen and Sting, because uh, I don't fucking know, uh, for four points. Beef, beef sitting on info. I'm sure after I hear this info, I'll be like, oh, okay. But uh, since I got nothing, I'm going to go with uh, four points with, uh, you know. Singing, not, singing, not, uh, derby, derby, derby. It's, it's not real info. It's my fucking, you know, beef as Doc Brown crazy man with the fucking wild-eyed crazy man theory so fucking Tom Truth Marty is, the frogs were gay from the start <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i'll let you step on my toes a little bit why why was ar oh. fox replaced like I, um it, like was so, it, like like is it is it travel issues an injury no, or no okay. nothing wait 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 nothing. so tom gets tom gets the knowledge before his pick you could have asked a question no, I, so what? What I'm going to say is going to make sense whenever I say it. Um, rude. I just, I just didn't want to, like, you know, I'm, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't want to talk all night. Anyway, no, it, it, it was a as far as I know. Liar. <laughs> Tom, anyway, please. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, it wasn't injury related. It wasn't travel visa related. Anything like that. I think that they just wanted Christian Cage to be part of the event. Okay. I would have changed my pick. <laughs> Fucking Herbert getting the sack. Damn. I was I was waiting. Uh, I was, I was good. Oh my lord. Yeah, in your face. <laughs> well, wow. a little bit of rum, so we're gonna get a little. Guys, we're gonna get a little. Guys, goofy. we're we're go, we're going off the rails here. We're talking about football and bourbon. Fucking let's let's fucking pick, man. I did my pick. I picked those guys for that point. <laughs> um. <laughs> fucking guy. Uh, uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Darby and Sting that beefs information or a lack thereof didn't really alter my pick um but um i'm feeling very confident on that i'm gonna put nine points on it fucking hell that's that's a little confident i keep typing song s-o-t-o-n-g song song you gotta have that song style go in the ring and have that song bing bong um, all right, so I again, I I think it's dumb, but so in, in, in Dynamite, huh? they uh, they had Darby mm. and Sting come out. So basically, um, uh, the mogul of Phillips, mogul Embassy, lost the match. Swerve basically dresses down Ar Fox, beats him up, then Brian Cage comes out and beats him up too. Clearly, it's a turn from the mogul embassy onto AR Fox. Then out come Sting and Darby to like even the score, and like they stand up and AR Fox is standing with them, and everyone's like, "Yay!" And I'm like, "This is fucking dumb." The first thing I thought is that I bet you any money, AR Fox is involved in some chicanery because. Uh, Prince Nana and Luchasaurus are going to be out there for uh, for um, uh, Christian and um, Swerve. I I I think Ar Flock might come out to try and like even even the sides, and then it's like, haha, just kidding. I'm still with the Mobile Embassy. You dumb bitches. Um, dumb. I it, uh, yeah, like that. That's that's kind of a forced swerve. No no pun intended. Um, <laughs> But, like, I, I think that that might actually happen. That said, 
I don't see that happening until after the match is over. Um, because I just don't see Sting and Darby losing. Um, you know, I, you, you, you don't pay Sting to come over, wrestle halfway around the world for him to lose. Um, I don't even know if the Sting, if, if, if the Sting has ever wrestled in the United Kingdom. Um, so like, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think that, that, that Sting will lose here. So I'm taking Darby and Sting five points, but yeah, I think, I think we see some AR Fox chicanery at some point. Pooped, Ski. Well, um, uh, I think I, I thought the same thing beef whenever I watched Dynamite. I was like, okay, this is, you know, the, like the he popped right up and all of a sudden they're like, buddy, buddy, buddy. And I'm like, man, well, there, there's that, that, that was supposed to be, I, the way I think they were starting to frame that was like the fact that it's like, okay, we're letting real life come in guys. We're kind of, we're breaking kayfabe here. Breaking we're kayfabe. like, you know, um, but I, 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 I I think that they might do something similar, but I think what they're going to do is there's going to be, um, there, there's going to be a little bit of a, like, okay, there was supposed, it was all, it was, you know, it was all supposed to be a swerve, haha, from the start. Um, and, and, you know, he's going to mess around. I think he'll have that change of heart. He'll go to hit Darby or something and he'll be like, fuck. You know what I mean? And he'll end up sticking with them. I think that's what it'll be. But I'm not super confident on that. So I'm going to put my two-pointer on Sting and Darby. Yes. Right on, man. Oh, you said two points? That was a question. What did you say? I said two so points. Said two points? Yeah, okay. two. Cool. He got two. He got two idiom stampede match. Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and Penta El Zero Miedo versus the Blackpool Combat Club, which is Joe Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Willie Yuta, and um, LAX, baby. Proud and powerful. Uh, Santana and Ortiz have returned. Uh, thank the good Lord above. So, uh, Stadium Stampede. We know what this is going to be. Um, hopefully a wild thing gets played for fucking 20 minutes again. I, I, <laughs> God. I, I, I really hope that that's just like a thing now with these like fucking wild matches that did that. It just fucking goes. I hope it happens. Uh. Um, I don't know if this is going to be pre-recorded in Wembley, like before the crowd comes in. I don't know if they're going to try and do like a, you know, different state. I don't know how it's going to work. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but stadium stampede matches are always fun. They're, they're always a blast. So, uh, I, I'm, you know, the great personalities here. Uh, Tom, who you got here? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the, the last time whenever they did the stadium stampede or anarchy in the arena or your sister's ass, whatever it's called, um, oh. they, they fucking, uh, there's reference to for you. Um, Whenever didn't they do a thing where when they kept playing Wild Thing, um, was it like Jericho that fucking smashed somebody into like the sound thing and told him like shut the fucking music off or something? That was that was the first time that that happened. The last time it happened is when is whenever the band was playing it live, 
and they like took the fight onto the stage and took out the band in the middle of the fight. Okay, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I could see them I could see them doing like a bit of a pre-recorded thing and then it kind of spilling out into a, a live thing to the ring or something like that. I, I don't know how they were going to work it, but I'm sure it's going to be fun regardless. Um, in the case of this, though... <laughs> Uh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, give me Blackpool Combat Club. I don't have a real reason behind it, just because I got a gut feeling. And I'm gonna put. It's not a strong gut feeling. Um, I think. Uh, I'll put six points on it. Um. Yeah, man. I, I I'm excited because you know. Like, I, I, I understand that this is a, a, a big event, and I understand that there's some gimmicks happening here, and that a lot of people are like, John Moxley's just gonna fucking bleed all over the place. Whatever, man. It's fucking fun every time it happens. Every time I see Blackpool Combat Club involved in one of these, it's a blast. Whether it be Stadium Stampede, Anarchy in the Arena, whatever the fuck ever, man. It is always a good time. It's always fun to watch. And, like, yes, it's not going to be fucking, you know, Hart versus Austin at WrestleMania 13, nor fucking should it be. It, it, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. And that's what wrestling should be, is fun. Um, I'm a little bummed that, that, that Ray Phoenix isn't going to be part of it. I think that he would have probably had some fucking insane, crazy spots. Um, that said, I get why he's not. Um, I'm a little confused why Santana and Ortiz, mostly Ortiz, uh, are siding against Eddie Kingston. Um, like that's we uh, other other than well, the Blackpool Combat Club needed some extra people on their side. Like Ortiz is allegedly one of Eddie Kingston's <clears throat> best friends. Um, and now like you know he's basically got two best friends on one side, and he's teaming with one of his best friends. So like, you know, tough times for Eddie Kingston. Uh, but I don't think you let Santana and Ortiz lose here, um, not with their uh, return. Um, and let's be honest, like, <laughs> with all due respect, this group of Eddie Kingston, Penta, Orange Cassidy, and the best friends are like the lovable loser club. With the exception of Orange Cassidy, who's the only one that's really been successful in AEW. All of the rest of them have been there to eat pins. Um, so, like, as much as I love Eddie Kingston, as much as I love, you know, fucking uh, Cassidy and, and, and uh, God knows I love fucking Penta. Uh, I, I gotta think that Blackpool Combat Club gets another big victory here. I'm putting six points on BCC as well. Poot? Oh, it, th this, is, this is BCC's match. Like, it just is. Um, and with the addition of Santana and Ortiz, man, I, I, I love it. I love it. I love seeing them back. Um, as that Man, the, the, the rogues gallery that the Blackpool Combat Club is facing, um, I love them. I, 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 like, every single one of them is absolutely dynamite. And Penta is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But, again... I think bringing back Santana Ortiz and having them lose in a match immediately, even if they don't eat the pins, 
I think that's kind of a misnomer, and I think that would be kind of foolish. I am going to go 10 points on the Blackpool Combat Club. Damn, Damn Daniel. Ransom? I'm taking that loser weight. Fuck you, Poos. <laughs> um, I do love a good piece of Italian steel, but... <laughs> Thank you. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm I can't I can't foresee the Blackpool Combat like there's no reason the Blackpool Combat Club this team, especially with LAX coming back. I don't care. I'm a fun call my LAX. Do what you want with me. Um, I don't see there's no point for them to lose to this menagerie of who's who on this other team. It's just no Blackpool Combat Club for the win. Uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis seven points. I like the kind of Spanish. That was good. Zero miedo. Um, yeah, man, uh, good. And like I said, I think more importantly, it's, it's, it's just going to be a big fuck you of a match. And, I, and I'm here for every bit of it. Look, if, uh, if, it's, if, if it's pre-recorded, I, I really think that. I, I think whoever said it, it'll be partially pre-recorded. And then I think it ends in the actual like people filled stadium and in the ring, because. I just don't think that you take this many people in Wembley with this historic of an event and have this whole match pre-taped. Like, I, I don't think that would do... I think we, watching it, would like it no matter what. But I think that could be a real cool-down for the crowd if they have to watch this entire match on a screen. Right, right, So right. whether it's all in front of the crowd... Or partially, I, I can't see this being a completely pre-recorded segment because I think that takes a lot of fire out of the crowd, and I think that would be a real big mistake. I, I just like the stadium stampede has always traditionally been like them just fucking going crazy in a big stupid fucking football stadium and just spot um, after spot after spot. Right, right, and like I. I don't see a way that they can like do like the pre-record and then like other than like, well, they started fighting yesterday and they've been fighting for fucking twenty-four hours. I just there's just no way I that mean, I can. They could they could do something like real wacky, like they could have them like start fighting in the empty arena and then it winds up in some sort of like goofy ass car chase, and then the car chase like they leave the arena in a car chase. And then it comes back live and the cars come flying back into the arena and they're fighting, you know, it can, they, there's oh, a God. lot of wacky ways. I mean, it, it's a, it's a fucking stadium stampede or, 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 or arena barista, whatever the fucking call it match. Um, there's a lot of wacky things they could do to have it start empty and, and wind up filled. I'm and, not saying that that's, wonder... that's the right way to do it. Either way. I think it needs to be at least partially in front of the crowd. I wonder if it's not going to be more of an anarchy in the arena match as opposed to a stadium stampede. Um, I think that they probably just wanted to call it the stadium stampede because it's Wembley Stadium. Yeah, probably. Um, we'll see. Either way, I, you know, regardless, I don't think we're going to be disappointed at all. No, no. Um, speaking of disappointment, though. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, no. Uh, the we'll punk match? No. Oh. Oh, I, I thought it was going to be the, uh, the match. Wow. Will Will Ospreay takes on Chris Jericho. Um, this is this is where I think they had a big miss. Yeah, I again not not the match I would have went with. Um, 
not the match I would have went with. Is I think what I want to say at this point. Um, oh, I guess it's my pick, so I can I can I can kind of uh, elaborate. Um, I just I just feel like why like yeah. you know maybe you got three four more years out of Osprey, and and this is oh he's that old. No, but he has fucking lived dog years, man. Like he's, oh okay. He, he he put out that we, we talked about it earlier this year, um him putting out that video talking about how like he doesn't know how much longer it's gonna be. But like, you know, he, well, when he, you, he's, he's he's all in for the final run, you know. I mean when you wrestle as hard and as fast as he does, I mean it's Sure. You know, and like he, he mitigated drive, his style. Drive fast, leave a pretty corpse, you know. He he, he mitigated his style for much of the year. Uh well actually for the, for most of the last couple of years. He really tried to become like a heavyweight. But now like this year he's been he's brought back the aerial assassin um you know he brought back the moniker he brought back the music he brought back the style which tells me that he's like fuck it like everything i'm doing to try and be better isn't fucking working so very much like a fucking like you know tony stark and iron man 2 kind of thing um let's the Let's worst, go, you know. The worst part is that I strongly disagree with that attitude. If it's his attitude, he's been doing fucking great. He has been, but uh, but apparently it hasn't. You know, it hasn't been paying dividends. So it was like, fuck it. Let's just fucking go. Let's let's see what happens. Oh, man, that's um, the thing. I yeah. So yeah. I I think I think that there were so many more. Sammy Guevara would have been a better match for Will Ospreay than Chris Jericho. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, um, yeah. what a God, match yes. that would have been. I just, yeah. I just, uh, like, uh, in my ear. Where the hell on this card anyways? How, why the fuck do we get Christian he's probably Cage? Gonna be, yeah, he's, he's probably going to be cornering Chris Jericho, if, 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 if I had to guess. Well, okay, so riddle me this. Enlighten me, since, since it is your pick and you are elaborating on this anyways. Mm-hmm. What what is going on with the whole like the everybody like the 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 vote of lack of confidence with the Jericho Appreciation Society? Oh, it's done. They all oh, they, 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 they 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 all walked out on him except for Sammy. Sammy said, "I'm going to walk out on the Jericho Appreciation Society, but I'll never walk out on you as a friend." Um, so okay. basically, Sammy's like had his back as a friend, but like yeah, everybody else like walked out on him as as the Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, okay. poor Jake Hager! He's not going to have anything to do now that he's not carrying uh, Jericho's uh, coattails. So and, you're uh, saying, uh, then, so you're saying he's going to be stuck in the mid card. He's, he's going to be <laughs> stuck in the no card. Um, he'll go back. He, to, uh, he'll go back to mixed martial arts. <laughs> but like, he actually it, did it, well. Like, he he did well in what? MMA. Sorry, beef. It's true. Yeah. No, yeah. you're good. Um, no, and I mean, the, the hell of it is, is that, like, not only is this match not the best match on paper, but, like, it wasn't built well. Like, it just, it just wasn't built well. Like, it, the whole thing was kind of silly. So, like... Silly. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I feel like this match could surprise... Match. I feel like this match could surprise a lot of people because it's going to be low expectations all around. I, I don't think that there's going to be one person out there that expects us to be a decent match. And I think it's going to be um, because Osprey's Osprey. And I think that Jericho still has that dog in him when he needs it to be. Um, and, and, and in front of, you know, 90,000 people, I think he's going to bring his fucking best. Uh, that said, there is no reason in the fucking world 
that Will Ospreay should lose this match. I, I, I honestly feel like Will Ospreay talked about becoming a free agent sooner than later. I think that he's absolutely going to be an AEW guy. Uh, but there is zero reason for Will Ospreay to lose this match. So uh, give me Will Ospreay 11 points. Damn, Daniel. Oh. Uh, damn you, Beef. You you took my 11. Uh, it's absolutely going to be Will Ospreay. Uh, if it would have been, if it would have been him and Omega would have been a harder call for me, but because it's him and Jericho, this is, this is not that now listen, Will Ospreay has had a hell of a career. He has done a lot of very fucking neat things and he has done a lot of very high profile, good things. His reputation precedes him. And I know this might, you might roll your eyes at this, but having Getting the rub from Jericho in mm-hmm. his home country on the grandest stage that AEW has ever been on. It's this is it. Like, this is it. This is Will Ospreay's fucking like coming out party. This is him being like cemented into an upper echelon. This is him being initiated into a fucking club. We will remember the name Will Ospreay. And speak on it very fondly. And I think this is a keynote thing. 11 points, Will Ospreay. Fucking Poot's going to be ready to run through a wall. That is, that is, that is great, man. That is, I, hey, I don't, as Ransom says, I've got that silver tongue, man. It's been, it's been kind of, uh, you know, not so shiny lately. But we've been shining that some bitch back up. Yeah. Hmm. Ransom, who you got? Uh, did I use my 11 already? You have, yes. Okay, well, I'm going to apologize because I'm going to be asking you about this because it's fucking 11 points. I'm not going to keep track of all this shit. I don't write stuff down in a little fucking notebook like some people. Um, <laughs> I mean, hurtful, but it's the truth, and it's the way I keep track. So, you Hey, know. man, you do you. I do me. I know I'm going to lose, so uh, there's no point in me keeping track. <laughs> I, I got no fucking shot. I'm a better advocate than I am a champion. I'm a better Paul Heyman than I am a Brock Lesnar's son. Um. Oh god, I can't compare myself to either one of those. Uh, sure you can. Fuck. <sighs> yeah. Look, it's gotta be Will Ospreay. Um everybody who has talked already has said it. Uh it makes no sense for Jericho to lose. I do agree that while Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay would have been a better match, bar none, I think. Still, even with people dumping on him, even people calling him dumpy looking Jericho or old or has been or washed up, people can take all the pot shots in the world they want to at Chris Jericho. The fact of the matter is, any of those people taking pot shots at Chris Jericho are nowhere fucking near Chris Jericho. Anybody on or off this podcast who gets down in the dumps on Jericho. Like, oh, why is he still wrestling? Look at him. Oh, he's all fucking dumpy. Look at Chris. He's so slow. He did the, oh, he doesn't got any blah, blah, blah. Son, the bottom line is you you won't even come within a horizon's distance of, of being anywhere near fucking Chris Jericho. Like this dude, I, I would say this dude's on, 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 on the mountain. He, he's on Mount Rushmore wrestlers at this point because of the accomplishments, the longevity, the reinvention, 
you you can't fucking sing this guy's praise enough. I'm not saying that this was the right booking decision for the in-ring quality. I, I agree. Kenny Omega would have been in-ring much better. But as far as name name weight, uh, as far as legend goes, it's fucking Chris Jericho. And the man deserves to have that respect put on him. So I don't besmirch them for doing this. It's a smart call, I think, to have Will Ospreay beat Chris Jericho on the biggest platform that AEW has ever put on in Will Ospreay's home country. That gives a major, major rub to Will Ospreay. If he beats Jericho clean in this match in Wembley, in his own country, the first time AEW has ever been there, the biggest crowd AEW has ever had on, you know, the namesake of all in it's, it's, it's going to do wonders. I think for Will Ospreay, uh, if he continues a career in AEW. So Will Ospreay, 10 points. Let's go. LFG. Tom. It's kind of serendipitous that the yep. Jericho Appreciation Society is, has ceased to exist now. I think oh, Jack ladies Swagger and gentlemen, gonna... our guest on this podcast, Daffy Duck. I think I think that uh, Jack Swagger is going to find himself being a backstage roadie for Fozzy. Um, all that said, <laughs> all that. <laughs> speaking of Jack speak... Swagger, is on stage as Fozzy is playing. Moving equipment around with his dumb fucking hat and his big dumb fucking <laughs> goofy ass lips. Speaking, Just like that's what he is, fucking guy. Speaking of which, uh, Fozzie's gonna apparently be playing Judas live. Yeah, yeah we all know. Yep. Fuck yeah, which is, oh, that's, you know, that's awesome. It's, it's- it's Jericho just fucking blowing his load. I've always Whatever. wanted to see Stuck Mojo featuring my aunt who's drunk at a wedding perform that song. Jesus fucking look, Christ. hey man, look. I don't want to get anybody in any sort of trouble here. Uh, I've had some rums, so I'm going to say it. Again, who's in Wembley fucking playing a rock show? No, it's fucking I, Chris Jericho and Fozzie. No, so, I agree. I'm just being... Bands, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying any other person out there like, oh, fucking... It's fucking Fozzie. Fucking look, it's just Chris Jericho. Fucking dick. Burr, burr, burr. If there was somebody better, they would have fucking booked him. But they fucking didn't. <laughs> I'm not, it's not a reference to Hellbent. It's a reference, like, I'm just saying, like, if there's a the better like, English, <laughs> English fucking rock band, like, I'm not getting down on Poot. Like, I'm not targeting Poot on this. I'm just saying, like, hey, man, if there was a hotter band out there that, you know, AEW would have been like, boy, they're going to draw a lot of money for us. They probably would have fucking booked them. Well, I also, uh, I also really like Stuck Mojo, and Fozzie's new stuff is fucking great. I like Fozzie. Anyway, Tom, you were, you, you were picking, so go ahead. <laughs> My pit baby. There was a fuzzy involved one way or another. Fuck you. Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be Will Ospreay for 10 points. Fucking fuck. Jake Hagar. <laughs> Jake Hagar's like the anti test. Test started as a roadie for Motley Crue and then <laughs> transitioned into a wrestler. Jake Hager started as a wrestler is going to transition I, into a roadie for uh, fucking Fozzie. I never knew that about Tess. That's interesting. Yeah, man. That was his, Tess, that was like the gimmick. Yeah, Tess was super fucking cool. 
Jake Hagar is kind of fucking boring. They really I missed know. the opportunity back in the day to have like the fucking Lisp squad with like Jake Hagar and fucking uh, uh, Cody uh, Cody Rhodes and oh, fuck there was one, there was somebody else that had like some sort of like slight lisp or something. Like, you could have you could have thrown uh, fucking uh, Matt Morgan in there. And oh, the fucking special needs club. The blueprint. Roll it. All right, so uh, moving right along, we have uh, <laughs> Godzilla. The first, the first of our title defenses that we're going to talk. Wait, 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 wait! Did you say Mothra? I did. Thank you. No, okay, sorry. Side note: my uh, Andy's friend Jen say instead of saying "God bless you," she says uh, jokingly, "She'll say Godzilla because it's not denominational." So my retort instead, you know, when somebody says "God bless you," you say "You're welcome." She says Godzilla, and I would say Mothra. So it just tickled me a little pink. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what I say to all that? Ghidorah, which means fuck you, I'm better. Anyway, um, uh, we're going to talk nerds. about... Uh, uh, you're wrong. There's, you're a wrong. Reason, there's a reason that they call him King Ghidorah and it's not King Godzilla. Anyway, uh, the first yes. of our quote-unquote title defenses that we're going to see tonight is going to be Gargamesh. the real world's champion taking on Samoa Joe. The real world's champion, of course, being TM Punk. <laughs> no, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love how you just set that up. You're like, the real, the real world's champion versus Samoa Joe. Like, <laughs> you, you almost had Scott Steiner vibes there and almost went Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll say it again. I like this real world championship vibe. This this real world champion vibe, um, and 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 I think that it's kind of like the the de facto collision title. Hogan the, did like, it better the first time. You know, the, Hogan didn't do it. <laughs> Flair did it better. If you're gonna come at me with 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 dumbassery, make sure you have that shit fact checked. The spray painting um, of the belt, you fucking oh, Good I lord, you, you I turd. Thought, I thought you meant the real world's champion because I've said it like four times and no one referenced anything. I did it better. I have the spray painted P3 belt. Fuck y'all. Anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, regardless, I, you know, of how you fucking feel about CM Punk, and I know you fucking idiots want to talk about it. I'm not going to be trying to do a conversation with you because it will not be a civil discord. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till it's my pick. I can't wait. I'm get them all soiled, soiled in the pants. He's gonna be so mad. Oh God, I'm I'm setting my Pepsi down in preparation for that. Anyway, uh, CM Punk defends the real world championship against the Mojo. I like that they're treating this like a real world title. Um, uh, who's pick? Poots, 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 poots pick. Poots could do. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's it's uh it's gonna stay on Punk. Um, it's gonna stay on Punk. Like uh, Joe. I uh, punk fine. Well, okay. So punk finally beat Joe that that's done. That's done. Like that, that, that what 14 year story or whatever the fuck where he never beat Joe. That's done. That's done. Um, I don't, I, I don't see like the point in them starting this story and then not continuing it. Like that—that's really the end of it. 
I'm not going to go into like CM Punk chicanery. I'm not going to go into any of that goofy uh, fucking insanity. I'm not going to go into any of that. I'm not going to, you know, do, do the, the thing. Belch. It was my turn. Um, also, I want it noted. Uh, Tom is drinking a Pepsi. CM Punk Mark confirmed. Um, oh, fucking uh, hell. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to go out. Tom. I'm going to go out and get a fucking Coca-Cola polar bear tattoo just to spite you for that remark. That's yeah. fun. Anyway. Um, right on my ass so beef can kiss it afterwards. <gasps> All right. Um, that's uh, that that seems like a little bit of a stretch, but, you know, hey, knock yourself out. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with CM Punk. I'm only going to go with three on this one because I could see them. I could see them doing a program where Joe wins and Joe holds it over punk and they stretch it out. And this is kind of the knock really into punks, super (laughs) shit eating whiny bullshit heel that he should be doing and leaning into all the bad press, um, which, you know, being that character on screen would 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 take the piss out of it and it would take the fire out of a lot of fucking nonsense that's going on but i i think punk is going to keep it and he's going to continue this stream if not for a little bit so i'm going cm punk three points go ahead ransom he's so I can, I can feel the vitriol already. Trap in, fuckers. <laughs> oh, I almost fell down! Um, <laughs> oh my god. Well, let's just pour another one, shall we? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna get into an argument. We've, we've argued till the cows have come home. Everybody knows how B feels about CM Punk. Everybody knows how I feel about CM Punk. We'll, we'll never agree on this dude, ever. And that's okay, because we don't have to agree on him. I love beef, and that's all there is to it. So in your face, if you thought I was going to make some sort of fight. However, uh this is the first wrestling match that this fucking weird pulled out of a fucking bag, spray painted fucking AEW title, official, non-official, fuck shit, uh, is going to be defended on. So it no. doesn't make a whole lot of s- what, what, fucking what? It's already been defended. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> it's the first time on pay per view, is it? The first time on pay per view. Oh, yeah, aim for me. Um, whatever. Look, you're. Are you picking a fight? Um, yeah, I. I think it's gonna be CM Punk. I don't think it's gonna be Samoa Joe. Not maybe not yet. Maybe eventually. Um, I think Poot's right. Like the CM Punk is the modern day Bret Hart. Not like you know, carrying the company on his back, but like just fucking whining, and bitching, whining, bitching, bitching, whining. Uh, so why not lean into it? Why not lean into it? Like, why not make it part of his character that all he does is just fucking bitch and whine and moan and bitch and moan and whine and I'm the fucking real champion and I defended this belt all over the fucking world. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but let's just say 
maybe down the line Joe gets the belt. Fake belt? Made up belt? I mean, it has the same legitimacy as the P3 title that is spray painted in my garage. But, uh, yeah. So I'm going to say one point for this, uh, and I'm going to go with the, uh, the Pillsbury Dough Bitch uh, fucking CM uh, fucking Pudge. Noted. Tom? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God, it hurts from stifling. Oh, uh, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. CM Punk eight points. Damn it. I just put it in the Oh, I was there we go. Tom to fucking talk because that's all fucking Tom does is fucking talk. Anytime you say, Tom, what do you think? I'm like, okay, so let him for fucking 20 minutes. Here we go. But one time I expect him not to. Damn it. Jeez, right, Mom, I thought I was the one picking the fight. Not you. I know. Fuck Jesus Christ. Fuck it. Okay, well, then, you know, CM Punk. Do you owe suck. him money or something? Or like, CM what? Punk can suck my fucking cock, and, and uh, anybody else in the CM Cuck fan club can do that as well. Does that give you enough time to chew and swallow their beef? Are you good? Are you done? Are you ready? Can you pick? Should I keep talking? Should I keep what flavor chips are you eating? Are you eating uh, CM semen or CM semen flavored potato chips? Mm-hmm. What do you got? Mm-hmm. They're my favorite. Um, yeah, they are. Like it or not, the dude does draw eyes to collision, and oh, right yeah. now, it makes sense for him to continue to hold the collision championship. Um, I don't know though. I don't know if they'll always call it the the real the the quote unquote real world's title because it doesn't make sense. Um, it it it, it does here, but like eventually. As it grows and evolves, it's got to be something different. With that being said, right now, I'm here for this. This is a great angle. Um, you know, uh, Genius Borrowed. Uh, I like Punk versus Joe getting another shot at being good. Um, because the first one, the first one in AEW wasn't great. Um, what a shock. It was, it was, it was passable. But 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 you know, and, and I I don't think anybody expected it to be Punk versus Joe one or Punk versus Joe two, um, because that's not who they are. That's it's fucking that was fucking like twenty two years ago. So, um, I don't I don't think anybody expects a five star match out of these guys. I I I want a good match, technically sound, with a good ring psychology. I think that that's up both these guys' alleys. Um, that said, like I said, I don't, I don't think CM Punk loses this title yet. I think that there's still a story to be told, and I think that he's going to turn into a heel sooner than later. And I think that this title is part of that. So I'm taking CM Punk with 10 points. Yeah, Punk's not going to lose in this match. He'll forfeit the title after this match when he inevitably fucking gets hurt. Yeah. I was just about to say how civil of a discourse it was, Ransom, and you ruined it. Um, <laughs> well, we're moving the, on uh, to the next pick, so it can still be civil. <laughs> the uh, six-man uh, trio's title is up for grabs when the House of Black defends against uh, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy what? Gunn. Billy, Billy Gunn. Gunn. <laughs> Billy Gunn. Yeah. Um, I, I, not... I, I want to I hear this playback uh, uh, before uh, – well – I was gonna say that's not gonna get cut out, but did you call him Billy Cunt? No, 
I was trying to pull a chip out of my tooth and it came out of Billy. Well, fucking figure out how food and your mouth and microphones work. Thanks, man. I've been talking and trying to chew. Thank you. Um. So anyway, yeah. Uh, the 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 reports of Billy Gunn's retirement have been um woefully exaggerated. He's back. Um. I'm here for this. I think it'll be a fun match. Uh, can, I, can I stop you and ask you a question? You may. Because I again, I don't keep up on the weekly, so maybe you have more insight than I do. What was the fucking point of him taking his boots off and leaving them in the middle of the ring? And now he's fucking wrestling again. Was that a swerve? Was that a what the fuck was that? Yeah, I think I'm, it was a. I, I I I I think it was a. Hey, I'm done. I'm gone. But then, like, the House of Black kept like bearing down on um, the acclaimed, and the acclaimed just continually out of, you know, out of the numbers. So Billy Gunn came back to uh, even the odds. Okay. Gotcha. Storyline. Story storyline wise. So obviously it was all just kind of to build up for Billy Gunn's big return. Got it. Bill big return. Yeah, I was gonna say air air quotes around big return. Um listen. Anywho. (laughs) Um anywho. Um so I like no, it's not my pick. It is Ransom's pick. Ransom's pick. Jesus. Um, who's, who's been drinking tonight? Not me. You're not good only, at multitasking, Beef. <laughs> wow, fucking shots fired. <laughs> um, uh, this pick is only because I would like to see just just a little run with these three and the titles. I, I I like the acclaimed. I am a massive fan of Billy Gunn. I know he's up there in age. You know, a lot of people say like, oh, he's you know, again, old guy, blah blah blah. Like, I don't know. I can hear it. I can hear it. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm a fan, and and you know, first and foremost, you know, I want to see it because I'm a fan of it. I don't necessarily know that it's going to happen. But I'm going to put a two-pointer. I still have that, right? You, I believe you do. Uh, yes, you do. I'm going to put a two-pointer on the acclaimed Billy Gunn. Um, again, I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but I want them to because I want I want one last like little title run with Billy Gunn because I fucking think he deserves it, and I'm a fan. Fair enough. Tom? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I sent you guys an Instagram video. Didn't didn't the House of Black have, like, whenever they were calling out Billy Gunn, uh, they had his boots or whatever. Like, they, they had yes. his... Yes? Okay. Yes. Uh, so I could see some spooky voodoo mama juju shit going on. Um, oh! So, uh, regardless, uh, regardless, I'm picking House of Black... But I I think that's where the swerve comes in is I, I think that there'll be some uh, some higher power involvement or something like that, because, I mean, you've seen you've seen it happen to kind of everybody that House of Black has come across. Look at Julia Hart. You know, I mean, it's it's just, you know, I don't know. It, it spreads and 
and I like it. I'm here for it. I, I'm all about. I'm all about it. I'm all about the the stuff that uh, uh, the Malachi Black and House Black are doing. Um, so yeah, I am gonna put. Let me see what I got here. Nine, eight, seven. I'm gonna put seven points on House Black. I think. <sighs> The Acclaimed is a great group, um, especially with Daddy S. Um, the whole Scissor Me, Scissor Me thing caught fire. Um, they're very talented, and it and, and it showed because you know they they've had the titles already. Um, but man, like House of Black's on another level right now. Everything that they are doing is just perfect. And, like, when you can say the word perfect about wrestling, you know that it's, like, perfect. Um, Even down to the smallest minute detail, everything is just going exactly how it should be with House of Black. I don't... I don't want them to mess that up. Uh, At least not yet. Uh, And I don't think that, like... Even if the House of Black loses, I don't think they'll break up or anything. I think that this is going to be a long-standing stable in AEW. But I think that, you know, they're really putting their roots down as, like, the, the, the best trios tag team out there. Um, and, 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 and I like that. And, like, all the, the imagery that they work with and, like, the, the, the darkening of the lights and using their, like, their, their, their shit on the crowd. Like, that's all really cool. Uh, the the House of Black rules, all, all of it, man. All, all of it's fucking just working for me. So I don't want to. I, I don't want them to stop that. Uh, give me House of Black for three points here. Oop. Um, you you pretty much said it for me. Like, here's the thing: we're not getting daddy ass. We are getting the return of the badass. We are getting the return of the badass Billy Gunn. Um, for this match. However, Billy Billy even said one more time, I'm coming back. And you know, Billy being the 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 pretty strong traditionalist with his let's say Keystone career. You like I mean, yeah, Billy's done some silly bullshit and he's been through the ringer on a personal level. Um I, I I just think that this is going to be his proper send-off. And how do you go out, baby? You go out on your back. That's why I'm picking House of Black for four points. It's a good call. I, li- I like that. It's a good thought, Poot. It's a good thought. You're a smart man. Uh, the brain's uh, firing on all cylinders, baby. Glad that uh, you, uh, you don't, you're, 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 you're not stuck in any more of that COVID brain fog. Nah, man. Today was a good day. Uh, good, man. Good. Uh, speaking of six, man, we have uh, the Golden Elite, which is Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman, Adam Page, taking on uh, Kanosuke Takeshka and the Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson and Jay White. Uh, another outstanding uh, six-man tag match. I <laughs> This match might be the match of the night, and, and, and it's it's weird to say that about about, about a six man tag match, but like 
Give me Kenny Omega and Jay White. Pump that shit into my veins. I don't care who else is there. If it's Kenny White, Ken, Kenny White, <laughs> Kenny Omega, Kenny Loggins, Ken, Kenny Omega and Jay White facing off, squaring up, mainline that shit into my veins. Uh, Tom. Oh, of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the put card here. Of course, it's me. No, um, I don't have any idea about what's going on with this feud. I have no inklings at all. But I'm going to pick because if I've learned anything, you don't bet against the Bucks and Kenny Omega nine times out of ten. I'm going to pick the Golden Elite, uh, but I'm only putting two points on it. Uh... I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's called All Elite Wrestling. Um, this group is called the Golden Elite. I don't, I don't know how much more of a, you know, bludgeon you gotta be curmudgeoned with. Um, yeah. Uh, plus, I, I think. I'm you sorry me. that <laughs> you heard me. You heard me. Um, bludgeon, you gotta be curmudgeoned with. Anyway, um, plus again, I don't think you bring in Kota Ibushi to lose. Uh, I just, I just don't think that that's something that you go out and you get a, a free agent, a big name free agent to do. So I'm taking the Golden Elite, nine points. Uh, the Bullet Club Gold can just eat all the pins, and it's fine because they're just so good at what they do. Poop. Uh, man, beef. You're, you're, you're really, you're really sticking with me here on, on these picks because I was going to say the same thing, man. Like, uh, and, and, and for me, it's the factor of Kota Ibushi being in there, having the golden elite Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, hangman, Adam page, Adam, you know, I, like, yeah, like you said, the bullet club gold is such <coughs> a good, like shit heel group. And they're so fucking cool. You, you, you that it's it's that Finn Balor factor. We always it was always Finn Balor and and Seth Rollins. We said could eat all the pins and still be legitimate. You know what I mean? Juice Robinson and Jay White are the same way. Like they they just are. They can eat the pins and and they're still legitimate. They just they have that aura about them. So I'm going also nine points, uh, for um. Nine points for the Golden Elite. I feel like... Yeah. No, no, you're good. My point was moot. No, your point was poot. Ransom? Uh Poot, poot, moot, booty, booty, boot, boot. Golden Elite, nine points. Fuck your mother. Ladies and gentlemen, rum some. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the transformation is complete. Uh, the women's title is defended in a Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, actually, I don't think they can call them a Fatal 4-Match. That's like, I think that's WWE protected content. Anyway, a 4-Way match with uh, Hikaru Shida defending her newly uh, won prize against Tony Storm, Soraya, and Dr. Britt Baker, D-M-D. Okay, I think it's me. Um, it so... I made a reference earlier that I think there's going to be hot shutting the title. I think it's going to be this one, um, much to my chagrin. I like Sheeta. 
I'm I'm glad that she got the belt again, and I'm I'm glad they let that they're treating her like an Austin God main eventer because she is she is one of if not the best women on the rest roster. Um, and this was you know Jamie Hader's match to win. Uh, this should have been Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm, but it's unfortunate that injuries played a part in this. Uh, all that said, uh, Tony Storm's been killing it as of late. And, uh, you know, you can never count out Britt Baker. So, of course, Soraya's going to win. No! Uh, yep, yep. It's, 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 it's the UK. And it's, it's Soraya. And I'm sure that she had baked into her contract that she gets at least one run. Um, you know, because again, uh, she, I think, came back with the idea of being like a lesser Brian Danielson, you know, somebody that we didn't think that we were going to see again. She has not lived up to that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that that's not in there, but I'm saying that she needs to, um, you know stop trying to be a fucking Instagram model and maybe put some time in on the wrestling ring because I know, I know that there is an amazing wrestler in there. I've seen her yeah. in NXT. <laughs> I've seen her oh. on, on the main roster. Like, I know that Paige is a great fucking wrestler. But she ain't no more. So, yeah. Put, put a little bit more time into training, less time into trying to be a fucking Instagram slut. All that said, yeah, I'm I'm picking Soraya just because I think that this is going to be something that's going to happen. Maybe we get Jamie Hayter to come out as like a standoff. That'd be a neat little surprise, but I I don't know. Isn't she injured? So, she is, but that doesn't mean that she can't come out and like you know do like a stare down or anything. Mm. Uh, plus it'll pop the crowd. Uh, but yeah, give give me Soraya one point, just because it's the fucking UK and this fucking page. Poop. Uh, Blarg. Um, I I I was kind of wrestling over this because anytime that Britt Baker is in a match, I always want to go Britt Baker. Law well, Britt Baker wins, and not in a bad oh, well. way. I like Britt Baker. I think she is delightful, and she is a native son of Pennsylvania, and she's very pretty. Um, and also wildly fucking talented. Um. But this is where I was I was intending on spending my one point because the the field that we have here with Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, Soraya, and Britt Baker, any one of them are viable. Any one of them Absolutely. are viable. Like that's the thing. This is this is the one to me that is really like the tough call. Uh, this is this, you know this is a pick'em absolutely yeah this is a pick'em that's why I was saving my one point my one point um, is gonna go I mean Soraya man Soraya makes fucking sense like after you said that I was like I was like it's gonna be Britt Baker or Soraya and I really think Britt Baker like she hasn't had the belt for a long fucking time um <sighs> fuck. Man, um, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to follow Beef's lead on this. It's the one pointer. It's a pick. I'm, I'm going to say Soraya as well. One point. Ransom. 
Oh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to say, do I have three, three points? Mm, Hashtag Rumsen no. needs, needs, some, needs some things. No. What's my lowest point that I got? Five. Fuck me. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I'm going to put uh, five on uh, the dentist. Not former Kane, but uh, Britt Baker. <laughs> because, uh, you know, she should win. And uh, Soraya can stick to, uh, you know, boinking part of the new day and I want to be general manager and uh, get the hell out of the wrestling ring because you're fucking dumb, bitch. I mean, if we're talking who we want to win, I want Tony Storm to win. Um, her back, her, 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 her um, interviews as of late have been money. She's so good, and she's the most talented one in this match. Um, but I just, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's in the cards. Tom, what do you, what do you think? Um, man, I want Britt Baker oh, to win. I think Tony Storm could win. I could care less if Soraya wins. But it's Wembley. Fuck uh, So three points on Soraya. Fuck. Hot take. I don't think that Britt Baker's that great. Shit, I think, damn. I think, I think that she's about I, to flip his Well, lid. you know, it's I perfectly think, okay for you to be wrong. Like that. We live in 2023. Think, you can be wrong all you want. I think that she's a fine hand. I just don't think that she's like as good as everybody thinks she is. Um, uh, she's another one I think could probably apply a little bit more uh, time to her craft, maybe. Um, I think that she was vaulted into stardom a lot quicker than she or really anybody anticipated. Bolton. And um, yeah, man. I again, I got no quarrel, quarrel with, uh, with 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 Britt Baker. I think I think that she's fun. I like that she wrapped Pittsburgh. I like that she's from, from Punxsutawney. That's all super cool. Uh, I just don't think that she's like uh, the world beater that everybody makes her out to be. Uh, the tag team titles are on the line when FTR, uh, which features Dax Hardwood and Cash Road Rage Wheeler, taking on the young uh, and Matt Jackson. Uh, oh, fucking hell! Don't uh, don't don't shoot from the hip on this one, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you got? Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, um. Oh, oh, oh. Every single fucking time I bet against the Bucks, they fucking win. Uh-huh. Every single fucking time. Um, and the the problem is, had Cash Wheeler not been a fucking uh, meme of Southern people, um, I I feel like I feel like this would have been an easier call for me. Um, because I would have said you keep the belts on FTR. Um, but I, I really think that FTR is going to get punished for Cash's indiscretions. Um, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm torn here because I think FT, FTR, they came out this past Wednesday and they, people still popped like crazy for them and they were still chanting them on. There was no, like, no, like shouts or cheers or jeers about like the 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 fucking aggravated whatever the fuck um terroristic threats whatever the charges are against cash none of it and they're no selling it 
So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm overthinking the fact that, um, you know, like the, 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 like FTR has had the championships for some time. Mm-hmm. They're riding high though, man. They're, they're riding high. And like the, in the interview they talked about, they said that, um, um, like the, the sit down with Renee Paquette, um, okay. um, you know, they, they talked about how, you know, the bucks are like, we don't have to win this match. We don't have to, you guys do. Um, and I thought that was actually pretty poignant. Like the bucks have made their point. Like whether it's on the indie scene, whether it was in Japan or whether it were, you know, in, in ring of honor or whether it was, um, you know, in AEW where they are, you know, the bosses. Um, I, I, I think they, they've made their point. They don't need to win. FTR does. And I think if FTR did win, I don't think there's going to be a terrible amount of blowback on AEW. I don't, I think people are still going to be like FTR one, like, you know, people have made worse mistakes than what cash did. So against my better judgment, I'm going to go six points on FTR. Ransom. I'm going to be a pain in the ass. How many more points do I have left? Uh, you have eight and six, I believe. Ooh. Yes. Eight and six. Let's go ahead. And put a six pointer. Uh, and I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say for a multitude of reasons, I'm going to say Young Bucks. Because again, it's called All Elite Wrestling. This pay per view is called All In. I don't know that they wouldn't have the Bucks win and win the titles at the second ever All In at the biggest event that they have ever done. And just to put on top of that, you just, you never know what's going to come of this cash wheeler situation. It could be a fine. There could be a minor amount of jail time. It's, it's hard to say depends on how hard ass somebody wants to try to prosecute this guy. I mean, it's a federal offense, man. Like he could go, he he could be in jail one to three years. Dude, fucking Um, gun crimes are no laughing matter. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah, and okay, we'll 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 talk about it a little bit. I thought I. So basically, um, the issue is it was in traffic. He had road rage. He pulled a gun out. He brandished his gun. I don't know if he pointed it at somebody. I don't know if he tapped it on their window. But basically, he was like, hey. I got a fucking gun. Don't fuck with me. Uh-huh. And, you know, A, it's 2023. You can't do that. Period. End of list. Everybody's got a phone at all times ever. B, if you have any modicum of stardom, you got to fucking realize who you are, where you are, and what you're doing at all fucking times. We've all been there, man. We all get pissed off on the road. My wife yells at me all the time, don't do that, don't shake your fist, don't do that, because they're going to follow us home and they're going to kill it, whatever. I get it. I absolutely get it, but man, 
like Ransom said, gun crimes in this country are not a fucking joke. Depending on the state, depending on the people, <laughs> they could, it, 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 like Ransom said, it could be a fucking fine. He could go to jail for fucking three years. Who knows how this is going to go down? Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, like, you can have your opinions on it, and that's fine. Everybody, especially when it, when it comes to, to firearms, everybody has their own fucking opinion. But the bottom line is, you don't, you don't fucking show that to somebody in an escalated situation. You don't fucking do it. Like, that's just all around. That's just a fucking no-no. And you don't have to be on, you know, the ransom side of the gun feels to understand that. Like, never once have I been in an escalated situation on the road and thought, you know what, I should pull out my gun. That's, oh my, on on a level of of no no dum dum, that's that's pretty fucking high. Aside from pulling the trigger, that's that's you're you're on the fucking high level of that. That's a oh boy, that's a no no. Um, so I don't know that they. <sighs> I'd be more apt to pick FTR in this if they knew what the outcome was going to be. Like if there was a deal in place, like, okay, you do like community service or whatever, you know, it's going to be this much of a fine, whatever. Like if they knew the outcome, I think something might factor in a little bit differently leaning towards the bucks or leaning towards FTR. But with them not knowing how this could go down, I, I, I really think Tony Khan I would, I don't know, Tony Khan. I would think if I'm Tony Khan, I want to avoid another situation where, oh, something happened and now we've got to strip somebody of a title and have an interim champion again or have a tournament or have a whatever for these belts. Like that's, that's happened, I think, enough in AEW already. It's not happened a whole big pile, a bunch, but I think it's happened enough to where, Let's err on the side of caution. I don't want to try to fucking vacate titles away again because of an incident. That's why I'm going to side with the Bucks on this. I think it's the safest bet company-wise and business decision-wise until you see what's going to pan out with FTR. If nothing big comes of this, you can put the belts back on FTR and it's no biggie. No, no biggie at all. But I think until that until that time where they know what the outcome of this is really going to be, until there's you know a deal signed, I, I I have to go with the Bucks. Well put, Tom. Uh, see, it's hard to it's hard to say because <clears throat> I mean, I I absolutely see your point in, you know, if it were you, you'd you'd want to put the titles on the bucks to avoid any potential you know the, going through the the motions that you've already had to go through before but on the same point tony Khan might be thinking well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have a knee-jerk reaction if the plan was to keep the titles on ftr until you know a certain point let's do that uh until we absolutely find out what's going on with with this whole situation so it's really 
I ha- I had I had FTR written down on my on my on my uh, little notebook here, but then after you guys started talking about it, I'm like, well, you got a point, and and I was and I didn't think about it. The video I sent you guys over the weekend that was just that was just as Bond hearing. That was just to say like, okay, well, he doesn't have to stay locked up and he can actually travel or whatever this and that. So. There's still, I mean, he he still could get prosecuted, so it's hard to say what could happen. Yeah, just 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 because somebody is allowed out on bond, right, and right, allowed right. To travel doesn't mean that they're not going to wind up doing time later. Right, on. right, right. That's yeah, that and that's what I'm saying. I was like, uh, for a second, I got uh, you know, for for a second, I I had I had myself confused, and I was like, wait a minute, and I was like, I thought I sent them a video saying that he got like got a pretty light deal there and i was like oh no that was just his bond here and i was like okay never mind i was like that uh that fucking muddies the waters this whole situation does um uh, i don't know fuck it uh five points on the young bucks So, um, I'm going to reference the offense. Surprise, surprise. Um, whenever Dwight shoots the gun in the office and, um, Joe Ben is talking to him and, uh, Dwight, you know, is like, well, it's kind of a, kind of a gray area. And Joe's like, see, but it's not, uh, this is not a tough call at all for me. Young Bucks two points um i think so this is first of all first of all all, this is the rubber match i don't think the bucks were ever going to lose the rubber match uh it's not called all ftr wrestling it's called all elite wrestling like like ransom said i don't think the bucks were ever gonna like put ftr over the big way uh, at least not at fucking Wembley. Um, so, like, at, at best, at best, I would have given FTR 40% odds. And now you got this whole thing with cash. Like, like Ransom said, you, this could go a slap on the wrist. It is Florida, after all. Or it could absolutely be a fucking judge wanting to make a point of them and be like, nope, we gotta we gotta show these people that they can't be superstars. So now you're saying that that at best they got a thirty three and one third percent chance winning. Don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't lie, Smojo. No. <laughs> no, I you know I come and, on, and, and, you gotta love Steiner oh, math. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Yes, I I you know. Oh. I, I I just feel like the Young Bucks probably weren't going to lose this match anyway. The the only thing that may have saved FTR was some CM Punk backstage politicking because Tony Khan loves CM Punk a whole big bunch. And if CM Punk's like, hey, I don't want my buddies to lose the titles, they're not going to lose those fucking titles. Um, especially since I don't think that the EVPs carry much weight anymore. Uh, and, and honestly, I'm not sure that that still doesn't happen. 
I'm I'm honestly not sure that CM Punk doesn't, you know, throw a throw a I'm CM I'm Philip CM Punk Brooks. Do you know who I am, Tony? And Tony's like, sorry, uh, Phil. I mean Punk. Yes, FTR will retain. That absolutely could happen. Um, that's why I'm keeping my, you know, my my points very, you know, concerned on this and keeping them at two, because absolutely, you know, if CM Punk wants something to happen, it's gonna fucking happen. Um, and that's not me being a mark for the guy. That's me, you know, reading all that I can about the situation and knowing how much Tony Khan is a big fucking CM Punk mark. So, um, and, and, and the network loves him, which, 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 which helps like the whole thing is, 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 is just all about punk at this point. Yes. So if he, if he says, Nope, I want FTR to hold the titles for a little bit longer, it may happen. But that said, I think that that all probably went out the window whenever cash was an idiot and made a bad decision. And again, like he's human. We're all human. We all make lapses in decisions, um, things that we do. At our work, at our lives, there we go. Fuck. Wish I could have that one back. Uh, his was just a little bit more high profile, and you know, now he's gonna pay for it. So yeah, absolutely. I think that they're, you know, Tony's gotta do the smart thing here and be like, all right, well, because we don't know if you know we're gonna have tag team cha- tag team champions in you know two months, we 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 gotta go with them with the hot hand here. And and I mean, honestly, even in a different facet, like looking at it from programming wise, like the trios titles are mostly defended on collision. The tag team titles haven't been on dynamite in a while. Uh, you know, it, it makes sense that this would be like the kind of the, the, the turning point here. So yes, I, I, I like the young bucks two points because yeah, again, anything could happen. Finally, the, uh, the bromance and all bromances uh, comes to a head um, the the mega powers, the real mega powers explode. It's Adam Cole versus MJF for the AW title. Um, man, like when you look back at AEW, you know, five ten years from now, I think that you'll remember Kenny Omega's run. I think that you'll remember the Young Bucks initial tag team title run. Uh, I think you'll remember the Lucha Brothers for what they did, and I think that you'll remember this MJF Adam Cole feud. Um, the, the 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 story. It's not even a feud at this point. Like this has been so well produced. The vignettes have been absolutely on point. They've been hilarious. They've been endearing, and both of them are playing their parts to the nine. And so, is this the end? We don't know. Or is this the bump in the road? Um, I honestly forgot who picked last. Oh, who picked first? So Ransom gets to pick this one first. Good Lord. Uh, I have no idea. I really don't. Um, this is the one where I, uh, this is the one that I gave the most thought to. And even then I still have no earthly idea what the outcome of this is going to be. Um, at first I thought for sure, okay, someone's going to heal up. Someone's going to heal up on the other. At the end of the match, we're going to have a clear cut face and a clear cut heel. But then the more I thought about it and somebody even put it in the group chat, I think, what if, 
what if it's a clean cut match and there's a winner and a loser and they shake hands at the end and there is no turn what if what if they just stay friends I, I don't know. Um, I, I think I think it has to go one of two ways. I think somebody has to has to heal up and turn on the other, or it's you know one of those amicable matches, shake hands, big hug at the end. The loser raises the winner's arms. The more I think about it, though, I think that's probably an unlikely scenario given how big of a deal this pay-per-view is like it's gonna probably end on a big a big note they're gonna want to end this show on like a big kaboom and i don't know how they do that i really don't um my my fandom and my heart wants adam cole to win because I, I am a big fan of Adam Cole. Um, I would love to see the big title on him. I don't know necessarily, though, if it's time for MJF to lose the belt, though. You know, we, we talked for so long about the buildup of MJF and how amazing his title run is going to be, and I think it has been so far. I don't think it's disappointed at all. And I just don't know if it's time for him to lose that belt. And then, of course, it's AEW. So in the back of my mind, the whole like time limit draw thing always factors in to something like this. I don't necessarily think a time limit draw would be the best decision either, given the stage and the event. Well, and and and, I, and I'll say this. I'll 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 give you a little bit of a, a little bit of bonus knowledge here. Remember, whenever Adam Cole tried to qualify for a match against MJF at um, Forbidden Door, and they ended that match with a time limit draw. Yeah. I, I I won't say you never say never, but but I I can't imagine them doing that twice. Yeah, but was no. was was that was that match that whatever Adam Cole. Was trying to qualify for was that the main event at Forbidden Door? Are you talking about when he faced MJF? No, that was not at Forbidden Door, but it was to fight MJF at Forbidden. That's what I'm. Oh well, I'm saying what? Okay, whatever. He faced okay. MJF in in what they call the the, the qualifier. You know, uh, um, what what do they call it? The um. Where where someone can face a champion, and if they beat the champion, they get a shot at the title. Okay. Um, he faced MJF on Dynamite before Forbidden Door, uh, to try and get a shot at MJF's world title. Right. And okay. He, I... And 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 he 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 almost beat him. He had him. He had he hit him with the boom, and like the the ref was hitting two, and then ding ding ding. You're right. Right. Okay. I do remember that happening. Now, so then, how did he earn this title shot then? MJF gave it to him. Okay. <sighs> I don't even remember how their whole like bromance even started. Like, uh, they were put together in the Lethal Lottery. Uh, okay. Or whatever they call it, and like everyone's like, "Oh, 
Adam Cole and MJF wonder how they're going to work together. And it, it just, it, it, it blossoms, man. It, it, it just right. works. Right, 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 right. Okay. I, I'm going to ask one more question, and this may or may not help out Ransom as well. And if it, and if it, and if it does, so be it. Um, <clears throat> do we have any uh, any matches announced or any main events announced for All Out? Because it's literally no main events. Uh, I bet you would get a lot of this kind of run back. Uh, right now we have Luchasaurus defending against Darby Allen and Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. Miro. All right, look. Um, I think there's more money in MJF as a heel outside of this bromance. I don't necessarily know that it would work as well if Adam Cole turns heel, wins the title, and MJF is a face. Like, MJF babyface with no title. He could make it work. I mean, it's MJF. But I just, I don't know. I don't know that it would draw as well as heel MJF champ. Okay, I'm not going to draw this on anymore. MJF, whatever point I have left. That is your eight-pointer, sir. Tom? This is a hard one to pick, and I know it's my one-pointer regardless. Um, The reason I ask is because I could see this going one of two ways. One is, uh, you know, Aussie Open wins their match on the pre-show. MJF gets pissed off, turns on Adam Cole. Regardless, I in in either one of these scenarios, Adam Cole is not the heel. There's more money in like Ransom said. There's more money in MJF being the shit eating heel, and Adam Cole chasing as a face. I'll add that you know that caveat into it. Um, regardless, the, Adam Cole is a heel. And MJF is a face. I, I don't. I don't see that happening. But I could see, you know, Aussie Open, Aussie Open winning, MJF turning heel. Uh, you know, then MJF and Adam Cole have their match later on, obviously, and either MJF, if MJF doesn't turn on Adam Cole at the end of the Aussie open match, I think he could turn here and that could set up a nice little program either where they, you know, somehow Adam Cole gets a rematch at all out or they build it up a little bit more, you know, all the, the, the budding bromance, you know, turns volatile, blah, 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 blah. And they set it up for, uh, Adam Cole to, to face MJF again at like full gear or something. That's scenario one. Scenario two is that Adam Cole wins it and then MJF invokes a rematch clause at all out. I just don't know which way they're going to go with it. But 
I feel like there's more. I kind of already said it, and I think I got to stick with my gut. I feel like there's more money in the chase for Adam Cole to chase as a face. So I'm going to put my my big old one-pointer on MJF to retain. It has been a long time. But with college football coming back, I feel it appropriate to give you my best league corso. Not so fast, my friends. After seeing how this is built, after seeing the reactions, and seeing how much people dig on this, like, anti-hero MJF, I get almost an an Austin-esque vibe, but I don't want to put that on him. Because that's fucking unheralded, right? Like, that's like, you know, fucking cream of the crop. Best of all time at being that type of a character. But, like, people want to cheer him despite how big of a dickhead he is. Meanwhile, you have Adam Cole, who is on a great baby face run... But we know plays the heel oh so well. He plays the cool heel oh so well. Yeah. I... <clears throat> I'll give you my pick first, and then I'll pontificate a little bit more. I'm picking MJF for eight points. I think MJF wins. I think it's a close match. I think they hug it out. I think Wembley's going crazy, and then I think Adam Cole hits him from behind. And I think Adam Cole turns heel. I think we get Adam Cole versus MJF next week at All Out, and I think that Adam Cole beats MJF for the title at All Out. Um, I think that MJF... And, and it's weird to say meteoric with him because like he, it feels like he's already at the top. But I feel like Adam Cole turning on MJF would give him... would give MJF just the right amount of sympathy. Empathy from the crowd and would propel him into the next fucking ozone layer. Uh, and, and especially if Cole beats him and especially if Roddy strong has anything to do with it, you know, I <laughs> like everybody in the wrestling world is assuming that MJF is going to turn on Adam Cole. I think it would be apropos if Adam Cole turned on MJF, on, on MJF and, you know, everybody got swerved. So I think that that's absolutely what's going to happen. Um, yes, MJF as a heel is, 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 is a big-time money, but you cannot... Ever since MJF came back last year, and he came back as the devil to that huge pop, and he came out like the next on a dynamite wearing the Josh Allen jersey to a huge fucking pop. People want to cheer him. And I think that this is just going to be the beginning of what's going to be an awesome ride. MJF, eight points. Poop, did I just step all over your points? That was verbatim the fucking <laughs> shit I, I was going to say. 
fucking knew it. We, I fucking knew it. We were we were on the exact same fucking mental page. Down to a fucking T of saying that 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 uh Adam Cole's gonna win it all out. Like uh, that was it. That was it. That was it. Like, and and I was gonna say, and and even to the point of saying people want to cheer MJF. He's no matter the fucking mean shit he says or does or whatever. That man conducts the audience like a fucking orchestra. It's amazing, and he is. You want to like him. That's the thing. Every time that he has played some form of a babyface. Even if it was like a quick heel turn, like it's like, you know, I'll draw him in a little bit and then he'll turn whatever you, you want to like him. You want to believe that he is the, and the thing is he said something again in the, in the sit down this past dynamite, he said, I might be a scumbag, but I'm your scumbag. And that's the thing. And I, I don't think that was him, you know, winking and going, I'm going to pull one over on Adam Cole. I, I think that's him going, you know what? I'm a shitbag, but you people like me. And you know what? I I don't hate you the same amount. Like, <laughs> I think that's what it is. And, <laughs> and like, and I think that's it. And having that moment of like hugging it out and then just Adam Cole waylaying the fuck out of him. It is, it is going to be, it's poetic. It's Dude, perfect. It- and and Adam Cole, like Beef said, babyface Adam Cole is fine. It's fine. Heel Adam Cole, cool heel Adam Cole, the one that came out and gave the manifesto of the undisputed era, the one who who is the heel that makes good points, but you fucking hate him for it. That's Adam Cole. That is prime Adam Cole. Who's ready for story time, Adam Cole, baby? And then hearing a crowd cheer. You want the cheer to be the cheers that MJF is getting. It's they're cheering him because he's a he's a fucking bad guy. The cheers that you get because he's a babyface, they're just not as filling. It's the difference between having a nice fucking porterhouse steak and potatoes and a good side versus having a fucking Big Mac. Both are good in their own right, but one is just less fucking filling and satisfying. So my my point here is it is going to be seven points on MJF to retain and win. But I think the Adam Cole heel turn, I, I can already see the smirk on his fucking face. Mm-hmm. I could just see it in my mind's eye and, and, and it's going to be glorious. Imagine if fucking, you know, Roddy Strong comes out and fucking Kyle O'Reilly comes back. Like, how big of a fucking, like, and then they fucking, it, imagine them dropping the fucking UE pose. Oh. Like, just, just, I, I get fucking goosebumps just thinking about it, man. What, whatever, whatever happened to the, uh, to them, uh, f- to AEW or whoever filing for the, for the name Paradigm? Cause weren't they gonna be, wasn't that a, a, a group that they, could have been or were gonna be or whatever yeah i i I remember reading that and then they like started calling themselves the undisputed elite because they kind of like leased on with the elite there which was fine um i think that 
if it goes down like I think it's gonna go down, and and I hope that this is not a situation where I'm like working myself into disappointment. But if it goes down like I think it's gonna go down, I think that this absolutely could be Stone Cold Bret Hart WrestleMania 13 levels of awesome, both in terms of like how great the match is and how big of an effect it has on each of those careers going forward. I. I, I, I think they're going to keep the crowd guess, guessing through the event. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think regardless of what happens in the opening tag match, I don't think we see a turn then. No. I don't even think we see seeds of a turn because I, I think they want to probably try to keep the crowd guessing as to what's going to happen. If they hint at something then I think the crowd's going to expect it. But if they keep them friends and buddy-buddy and, oh, man, we gave it our best shot, we lost, I'll see you in the ring later tonight, pal. I think that's what they do because I, I think they want that to be completely up in the air come main event time. I don't think they want any sort of spoilers for what could happen in the main event. I'll go one better. I think that we do see some seeds of dissension but I think that they're all like from MJF to Adam Cole to like strengthen the audience belief that, oh, here oh. goes MJF being fucking MJF again. Like we knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when. And um, yeah, like that, that's what I'm saying. I, it, you, and and, and I, I'll say this. It wouldn't even shock me to see Adam Cole win here. And like everybody's like, oh, here comes the MJF heel turn. And he sucks it up and he hugs him. And then fucking Adam Cole just waylays him with the title or something stupid or something like that, where the fans would be like, oh, my God, holy fuck. So, like, they wouldn't shock me for it to go the other. But I, I think the better story is MJF winning here, hugging it out, Adam Cole turning, and then Adam Cole getting the match with MJF next week. And, uh, yeah, beating for the title at that point. And then we see this anti-hero MJF face run. Um that will probably so here's the only thing that's kind of up in the air at this point because I think that this needs to be something that takes time talking about a, a potential like anti-hero face run from NJF if the bidding war of 2024 is honest to god like a thing that's happening and it's not just MJF playing it up if it's honestly something that you know could happen that he leaves AEW. That's an awful big fucking risk. But I mean, like, dude, I I'm telling you, if if Cole turns on MJF, just by dint of how the vignettes have gone this year and how everything, it, it would put a, a rocket on Max's back. And again, I know that we're all like, man, he's already the AEW champion. How much better can he get? He, yeah, th this, th this, this, this could be a big fucking deal. Uh, yeah, man. But that said, looking over the card, top to bottom, I don't see one stinker in it. Even with Punk and Joe, and even with uh, Osprey and, and Jericho, I think that both of those matches are going to be big for different reasons. Um, yeah. They're not going to be five-star affairs, but I think they're going to be fun. Stadium Stampede's going to be big and dumb. Uh, the coffin <laughs> match is probably going to be, you know, spotty and weird and also fun. But yeah, I mean, like, there's not one match that I look at this and then I go, 
Oof. So, like, you know, much ado about nothing. Who cares if they booked it all in three weeks? You know, who cares if Kenny Omega and fucking Will Ospreay aren't facing? Who cares that Picard or that um, Jamie Hayter and Daniel Center and Pack are hurt? Like, yeah, that's all bummers, absolutely. But like, they've taken what they had, and I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm pretty excited, and I think it's going to be a hell of a show. Yeah, I think if, I think if we get a, a cacophony of fun, entertaining technical i don't see how i don't see how people walk away disappointed you know not not every match can be a technical five-star classic but the matches that aren't that can still be fun and entertaining and make you go all right i'm glad i watched that match because that was that was fun exactly exactly so i think yeah like i I think this has the potential to be a a really good all-in show yeah man um, so yeah, I, uh, and I, I, I know we've been talking for a while, but you know, I, I, I think we absolutely have to kind of talk about, um, you know, the elephant in the room. Um, and, and, you know, re- wrestling lost two legends this, this week. Um, and, and, and with all due respect to Terry Funk. And the Funker, like, yeah, he was hardcore before hardcore was hardcore. Um, I think he lived I think a the long bigger life. bigger story is. I, it's is not even big, the bigger story, the bigger loss, and 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 that, that that that's no shade to Terry Funk because he had he has lots of friends and families, and I'm sure that they're hurting, and and I'm not trying to bring offense. I'm I'm trying to say that he lived a long life. Right. He was, you know, champion of multiple places. He was. He, he had a full. He had a full career. Right. He he fucking faced Bret Hart on his way out. He he got to work with Mick Foley and Mick Foley, you know, and they they developed a great friendship. Like he he did it all, man. He was super chill and like happy to be where he was. The lots of Bray Wyatt, uh, aka Wyndham Rotunda, at thirty six, is mind-numbing that's crazy just really stop and think about it all of us are older than bray wyatt yeah um it's heartbreaking it it, it, it is it's heartbreaking um because as and we didn't know wyndham none of us know wyndham you know he has uh his his wife he has you know his young kids um you know, friends, family, obviously the man is most important here. But we're going to talk about the wrestler because that's what we knew. And, like, he had limitless potential. Every time Wyndham Rotunda did something new, I all the eyes were on him. You know, anytime that Bray Wyatt was coming back or or rumors that he was coming back, it it, it became pervasive. You know, when the when 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 the fiend came back, everyone's like, Oh man, I, I've I've heard about all the stuff he's doing, you know, wait wait till you see the new mask and you know, wait till you see the, the gimmick and, and everything else is gonna be great and then whenever the white rabbit happened like oh man what what a great fucking like viral thing and 
Um, he <laughs> and 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 I'll I'll call back to you know the um the, the Firefly Funhouse match, which is probably one of my favorite Bray Wyatt matches because of the fact that he knew what it was and he knew exactly what he wanted to be. And it was never going to be a wrestling match. It was going to be WWE and Bray Wyatt making a point about the Bray Wyatt character. And he got it, man. Like he understood wrestling from such a molecular level that very few do. Yeah, man. So it's, it's, it's huge in that respect. And yeah, like maybe his last run was 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 not what we wanted. Um, no. and that obviously. and that's and that's not to say anything against him because I feel like I feel like it needs to be said in case anybody misconstrues this. When because I know it's been said on here on the podcast, like okay, well you know, give me a reason to care or whatever. It's not necessarily about him the individual or him the character. It's more so like the frustration with creative because sure. because you you have somebody that has this untapped potential where you where you can start fantasy booking out to your heart's content and and then it's just like nothing comes of it and you're like well and, why you know and, and 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 like you see it all the time with like the very artistic people that have a tough time focusing all of that into like one stream of conscious. And and that's how some of the most truly gifted people are. Well, you know, but... they're 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 never satisfied. They're always, you know, revising. Nothing is ever finished. Look at Beethoven. You know, uh fucking Bach all, all these fucking composers. Mozart died Mar- before finishing Mozart. his requiem. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So like it, it, it's it, it's not unheard of to have, you know, a, a singular focus be very difficult. Uh, and, and Bray went through anxiety. You know, he he was dealing with you know dealing with all of that the stuff that like we as real people deal with too. On top of like being this like larger than life persona, and um, ma'am. Like yeah, the White Rabbit was tough. Like like the whole Uncle Howdy thing was tough, but it was interesting, and 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 I think that we 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 all kind of agreed on that and said, hey, it's new. He he's he's not just resting on his laurels, um, he's trying something new. It so had the worst. He tried something new. It had a lot of potential, and I I don't know I don't know what happened creatively, with with the powers that be backstage to bray or vice or whatever I, I don't know where the disconnect was but i mean man i i was like i don't know about anybody else but i mean i fucking popped so hard when when he came back at extreme rules i think that was the yeah, paper it was yeah, yeah it was yeah, extreme absolutely. rules that pop like and it was one of those things like you know everybody been clamoring for it waiting and waiting the white the whole viral promo of the white rabbit stuff was done so so well like and and uh, you know it's like one of those you know worst kept secrets or whatever but it was so great and still got such a huge pop when he came back i was like oh man here we go 
and I was fine with it not being the fiend again. I was fine with it not being swamp wizard braid. I was fine. I was fine with it being, you know, a kind of dive into this like duality of Bray Wyatt slash Wyndham Rotunda, whatever. Then you got this Uncle Howdy in there, and I, and I was like, again, like <clears throat> for me personally, the wheels started turning and thinking of all these things that they could do, and then you see people, you know. Uh, you know, internet fan theories and stuff like that about like, oh, well, what if he, you know, forms some sort of, you know, we were talking about like the Wyatt Six and stuff like that. And these, you know, people that could be part of a stable. There was so many, there's so many ways it could go. And again, it's just uh, the whole thing of it now with him passing, it's it's heartbreaking when you have uh, an artistic mind like that and you have somebody that is, you know, wildly creative that it, it just again so much potential just gone and, I, and this is this is this is very tough for me because like i'm i'm, I'm sure that ransom and, and poop may remember but like when i hosted wrestlemania 31 here you know fucking two ages ago uh i i was dressed up like bray Wyatt. i i, I had the hat i had the fucking like uh the hawaiian shirt yep um you know the beard like i clung to Bray Wyatt because I saw a little myself in Bray Wyatt. Uh, not to, like, you know, be puffery, but, like, Bray Wyatt wasn't a fucking fitness god. You know, he was a big dude. But, man, could he move. And more importantly than, than him moving, he was a guy that did a lot of the things that I love in wrestling. The technical stuff the psychology that was every bit of what Bray Wyatt was. It's the, it, yeah, it's the, it's the, um, the, the same effect that guys like, um, Jake, the snake Roberts. Exactly. Had. You know, exactly. it's that, that super cerebral, uh, early. Right. And, and I'm, I know this might sound like a really weird comparison early doink the clown. Yep. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Matt Bourne, like early Matt um, Bourne doink the clown. Like, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, and, and it's just, you know, we, we see celebrities come and go all the time, not to sound too like, you know, disenfranchised or, you know, cold blooded, but like, you know, unfortunately that's kind of the way of life in 2023. Um, and, and not, not only celebrities, we've, I, I've seen friends come and go at, at early ages. Um, it, it's, 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 when, when I saw that, my first reply was, holy fuck. Like, I, I, I and my, my wife's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, hey, why I thought she's like, what? I, you know, you can't, I, I'm probably still processing it. And again, like, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, Bray was my, Bray was my best friend. And, you know, Bray was my favorite wrestler ever. Like, no, yeah, but like, he, he definitely had uh, an impact on me. He was a guy that I thought at some point they're going to get him right. Mm-hmm. At some point, he's going to get his due, and at some point, he's going to cement himself as one of the greatest of all time. And um, you know, I, I I don't think he ever got the chance to do that, but I think that his legacy that he leaves behind um, is is really great. Um, if 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 you look at his arrival as a swamp wizard. 
his reinvention as the fiend and then even like the white rabbit stuff um i think that we'll all you know leave out the mountain dew pitch black match because you know um that that well, that, 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 that it, it 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 does it doesn't even it does it, it at this point it, it's whatever but like the like 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 tom said man the, the the white rabbit thing culminating as the main event at extreme rules it wasn't even a match and it main evented the show the dude had it. Yeah. He played a cult leader on TV, but he absolutely could have been a cult leader in real life. Uh, the way that he talked and spoke to people and spoke to you on a real person-to-person level was outstanding. So, I mean, yeah. R- rest in peace, Bray. Man, that, it sucks so bad. Go go ahead and have you guys say, I just, I just wanted to get that out, please. Uh Google. Uh, there, uh, my, my, I, I mean, uh, yet again, beef said it. Like, I mean, um, and, uh, I, I didn't know because I, I, I had to go to the little poots room, but did we, did we also talk about the funker? We did. And, uh, not, and, and again, yeah. like, no, no, like, shade to him, but like, he lived a full life. He was, yeah, he, he, he did it. Life. Yeah. And, you know, and he his kind of came he, full circle. Bray was definitely cut. Well, when, when and whenever, whenever Funk, whenever, whenever, uh, t- whenever Terry Funk came into WWE, he was already cemented as a legend. Like, I mean, it, it was his, his legacy was already well set in stone, but, uh, but digre- digressing back to, to Bray, I think in, in the time and life of a wrestling fan, um, you know, you might, you might walk away from the product a little bit or, or wrestling in general. I know I did when I was in college, I did, I, I, I didn't keep up with it. Um, and, but then I, I came back around and the thing is when you come back around as a wrestling man, you can go, I like wrestling, but when you get back into it and, it, and it's feeling new and you don't know what's going on, you don't know characters, you don't know storylines, you, you know, you, you're kind of going through and like, you're getting your feet back under you and you're like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, there's always, always through throughout time in history. I'm sure when you either get first, get into wrestling or when you get back into wrestling after not watching for a while, there is always one, one person, one presence, one character that grabs you and reminds you why you like wrestling. Whether it's from a technical standpoint, whether it's from a promo standpoint, whether it's from a uh, psychology standpoint, or hell, maybe even go, oh, wow, this, this guy or woman looks awesome. Like, you know what I mean? There's always one entity that re-grabs you and goes, this is why you like wrestling. Or even if you're still into the product, you keep up with it and you just don't watch or whatever. There's one person or one wrestler that will grab you and go, watch me, like watch, enjoy this. And, uh, you know, for me throughout time, the first wrestler I remember was the ultimate warrior for good or for bad. You want to talk about like, you know, his life and times. But I remember as a little tiny poot, the bard sitting in front of our our big weird TV that was for some reason built into a cabinet that weighed 10,000 pounds. Like everyone had, um, I like, I remember clicking through the TV 
and seeing this madman running down to the ring, shaking the thing, screaming, hair everywhere, colors, the paint, and the, the, the intensity and everything. And, you know, my, my lizard brain back then was like, whoa, I'd never seen anything like that. And that made me go, what is this? Wrestling? Pro wrestling? Then as I went along and I got into it, the next one that grabbed me was Shawn Michaels. Because he was everything, I was like, he is, he's brash, he's, he's talented, he's arrogant, uh, you know, he's, he's a handsome dude. He, I'm like, I want to be that. And but then seeing his talent in the ring made me go, oh, fuck, wrestling's great. And then getting back into it, you know, kind of like, it took me years to kind of get back into it. CM Punk was one that grabbed me when I got back into it and I was like, fuck, this dude's great. You know, I remember watching the pipe bomb promo and going, oh, fuck, this guy gets it. But then as I went along, you know, Bray Wyatt was the one that really grabbed me and really made me go, oh, this guy. I, I remember even seeing seeing the promos, seeing the way that they he interacted with anyone that he was go, in, a, in a program with. Just... Again, it's that ability to control a narrative and like and control like the story and to take, you know, the person he's in a promo with and make them uncomfortable and and put that make them work outside their normal character. And the the storytelling, whether it was with uh, Swamp Wizard or when he came back as the Fiend, that entrance as the Fiend when he was facing Finn Balor. Gave me fucking chills and goosebumps. It was captivating, and 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 I and I I know he by that point he had lost to the Undertaker at Mania. But I was like, this guy is gonna be. We're gonna talk about him the same way we talk about Mark Calloway. I was like, if he keeps on this path and he keeps going, and yeah, did it run into creative problems? Absolutely was the the newest uh thing that we got from him the white rabbit thing and the and the and the uncle howdy and all that was it was it convoluted yes but it hadn't codified yet we didn't get to see where it went we didn't get to see what was supposed to happen and and we won't and that's to me the sad part yeah there's the people that are there it's never done and that was probably part of part of the issue but the thing for me is that we don't get to see what's going to happen. The The wrestling world from a storytelling, character-driven, larger-than-life, creative mind for the business. The wrestling world is worse off because Wyndham Rotunda is no longer with us. I believe that. And all the kind things that you know, wrestlers are coming out saying about him, you know, wrestlers will, you know, they'll, they'll say rest in peace. They'll, they'll, they, they won't say terrible things. People who are, you know, heat seekers will, but I, I, it seems like no one has a bad thing to say about Bray Wyatt. You should go read Alexa Bliss's Twitter post about Wyndham Rotunda. It, it is very heartfelt and very moving. And yeah, that's that's re- really all I have to say uh, about that. And, and uh, you know, we're, 
you know, <clears throat> Wyndham, the entire wrestling world is going to miss you. Um, I don't know if we wanted to mention it or not because, I mean, it's... Uh, we don't... Nothing's 100% confirmed. Obviously... Everything, you know, going on with hearing about Bray Wyatt's passing, I mean, it literally happened within hours right before we started the recording earlier tonight. Um, uh, Beef, I know you shared, um, I know you shared it in our group chat. Um, Sean Ross, sap of Fightful.com, had posted on his Twitter, said, "Um, I was given permission to reveal that earlier this year, uh, Wyndham Rotunda, that got COVID that exacerbated heart issues. There was a lot of positive progress towards a return and his recovery. Unfortunately, today he suffered a heart attack and passed away. Um, I, I, I would think that that's it, with somebody uh, of his, uh, for lack of better terms, caliber of you know being in reporting and stuff like that. I don't think that's something that he would throw out there willy nilly. Um, so I would, so I'd have to put some stock into this being, you know, pretty valid information and pretty accurate information. Um, so, I mean, it's, I mean, everybody's still going to be grieving in their own way and processing or whatever. Uh, but, but I'm, but I'm glad to see that, um, you know, that whoever gave, Sean Ross, you know, the permission to to do that, whether whether it was uh, Bray's father, Mike Rotunda, uh, who, you know, wrestling fans might remember as IRS from, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, uh, it, hopefully it gives some people a little bit of a, a some sort of answer, because I think one of the hardest parts when when you lose somebody whether you know them personally or whether there's somebody that you look up to in some sort of capacity for inspiration, you know, a, a celebrity, an artist, you know, whoever, some sort of, regardless of somebody that you feel a connection to, um, when you lose somebody and it's unexpected and you don't have any reasons why, it's 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 always harder to process um and it's always tragic you know losing somebody passing away at, at such a young age um i uh i've always said it's death happens and it's it's hard no matter what because either you lose somebody who you know maybe somebody who's into their older years or it does suck when somebody's young and Either case, whether they're young or old, somebody's sick for a long time. It, it's hard losing somebody like that um, because the grieving process takes so much longer because you're you're dealing with things over a long period of time. And, and it's just it breaks your heart to see somebody like that and suffering. Um and then I feel it's, you know, like when that happens, when they finally do pass, there's a there's a sense of relief um, that it's OK to to go back to, you know. Living your life, quote unquote, normal again, you know, and keeping that person in your heart. But, you know, 
getting back to a sense of normalcy or whatever and and you're not watching somebody that you care about suffer or anything like that um but when you lose somebody unexpectedly like this it's it's always jarring um so it just hits in a different way um and and when you when again when you lose somebody who you feel is like an inspiration you know like like you know obviously bray was an inspiration to beef uh you know for his reasons and stuff like that um i'm sure there are many other people out there who have been whose lives have been touched in one way or another uh by windham rotunda um you know so i i hope um I hope that any information that comes out, you know, with his passing and this, I, I hope that people find, you know, some sort of sense of closure, um, you know, that it's, it's tragic. It's unexpected. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it, it, he, uh, he, he's not having to deal with any of those health issues anymore or anything like that. Um, you know, we, we said how he did suffer with, you know, some, uh, some mental health. Um, I know, I know it, it had been, uh, you know, talked about whenever, uh, with Brody Lee's passing that I, that Bray took it especially hard. Um, and I had a very hard time dealing with that. So, I mean, for, for, you know, I, he could have been dealing with things that we didn't even know about. And obviously, I mean, I think it probably came as a shock that, um, you know, that he had that he had gotten COVID and was, you know, had whatever heart underlying heart issues and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's that's all, you know, just kind of coming out to light. Um, but but, uh, you know, um. I I just hope people can uh you know take away take away the good memories and stuff like that um and hopefully it, it, however they were inspired by Bray to uh you know to kind of mirror that in their lives and you know hopefully inspire others and stuff like that and just um be a force of good I I, I don't know what else to say in that so i'm kind of yammering and out of words at this point (laughs) no you're good well 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 said ransom do you have anything to add on that one no i don't think so okay i i i feel it appropriate i i i want to read uh one uh a a twitter post he put out there earlier this year um wrestling is not a love story it's a fairy tale for masochists a comedy for people who criticize punchlines a fantasy most can't understand. A spectacle no one can deny. Lines are blurred. Heroes are villains. Budgets are cut. Business is business. But it can also be a land where a dead man walk. Where honor makes you elite. Where demons run for office. And rock bottom is a reason to rejoice. Woo! It's an escape. A reason to blame... A, a reason to point the blame at anyone but yourself for two to three hours. An excuse to be a kid again. And nothing matters except the moment we are in. Wrestling is not a love story. It's much more. It's hope. And in a world surrounded in hate, greed, and violence. A world where closure may never come. 
we all know a place that has hot and cold hope on tap, for better or for worse.